I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She says she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. He say he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. I'm in it for the long haul. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast, man. It's your host, Kelsey Ray. If you are tuned into this for the first time video-wise, thank you so much. It's brand new. It only took us seven years. So, um, <laughs> you know, we here, though. We here, though. I'm, I'm corona-ready. Uh, you know, I'm at my house. Usually we go to the artist house, which has changed the dynamics slightly, but... Um, uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's. I think it's cool. I think uh, we're really capturing like a uh, this period in time in history, um, and I feel like Crappy Awesome has always kind of done that with a lot of artists. So um, it's cool to see them in this atmosphere now. And that being said, um, I have a guest today. One of my favorite guests, a great friend of mine. Um, I'd say at times he's mentored me. Uh, maybe vice versa sometimes. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think that it it's not. Um, I'm not underplaying this at all. Um, but Curtis King is for sure grown with crappy awesome every step of the way. He's been here from the beginning. He he was checking in very early on, and mm-hmm. um, and now he's here again, man. Curtis King, welcome to the show. Oh man, I appreciate you having me back here. Uh, ever since the days of going to the wrong studio, and you guys <laughs> meeting me at, at, at my house, uh, you guys have had a lot of patience <laughs> with your friend Curtis. But uh, I, nonetheless, I appreciate you from us being able to collaborate on events uh, the same time last year, mm. uh, yeah. or I believe around the same time this last year. Yeah, uh, it was. But yeah, mm-hmm. in July, right? Right. Uh, it's yeah. So, I mean, you know, these are different circumstances to meet under, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm always honored. The, um, this is my, this is my first time talking to you after, um, for sure that the pandemic happened. Um, mm-hmm. and now we're in the middle of so much social unrest. Um, yeah. let, let's start from the pandemic though. Where were you? I, I, I was watching your, your progress on Instagram and stuff and what, and what, what you were doing, where were you like business wise, um, when the pandemic hit, um, like, did it affect actually, you? Did it hurt you? It's funny because it's like the first time I've ever even mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. how business has been, mm-hmm. but, uh, business sounds kind of bad to say this business has been amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a sense that I'm happy that the pandemic has happened. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not enthusiastic about how, inconvenient has made all of our lives and how, you know, the things that we took for granted are not, are no longer, uh, you know, just a store, a store visit away, you know, the, the extra steps we got to make in order to go to the store. But I made the adjustments and I, I think that the success of my business has so much more to do with where I was at mindset wise more so than the nature of the work that I do. And I don't get it wrong. I think that because I'm servicing producers who are primarily at home, who rely upon their art form uh, from home and rely upon sounds that I'm providing as a sound designer with my team, Mm. uh, you know, that's a huge factor. But I think a bigger factor is the fact that uh, I did not panic. 
and I did not stop operation because I knew that if anything, we were going to be more needed than ever uh, from our particular audience. But it was just a matter of how do we do this in a way that is um, that is still class classy and not you know not not sloppy and not messy and you know trying to take advantage of people's vulnerability during this time. Um, and so we kept the show going, but at the same time, we did not ignore the fact that there's something going on that is affecting every corner of the world, um, and taking out a lot of folks that we know, uh, in the process, even within our own hip hop community. And so I think this has been a really great time for clarity, uh, hence the 2020 vision. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, It's been a really good time for that, but business honestly has not shifted now had i done the same things i was trying to do last year live events um had i still been trying to do uh beat selling maybe it's a little bit different i don't know uh, i have to talk to some of my peers that are in there but as of right now this has been it's business has been amazing but uh it's been even more amazing to be uh, an escape for a lot of creatives yeah you say um like the uh like touching on the like beat selling or basically selling a product right during this right during this time do you feel did you was there like a gut feeling of like uh, i don't want i don't really want to be doing that right now or because i'm i'm honestly dude i'm trying to figure that out myself in um just making stuff in general like i find myself like questioning is this is it time to put this thing out right now? Is it appropriate? Right. Should I even say anything? You know, um, and I and and admittedly, a lot of the stuff that I base my life on, right, like uh, <clears throat> we didn't seem that big anymore when I was watching new stuff, right? Um, so right. I had I have I've been having a lot of internal dialogue. Um, you know, how, how are you dealing with that? Like, are you wrestling with that? You know, I, I think that had I not gone through um, my low point in 2019 towards the end of the year where I went to a place where I feel like I've already experienced quarantine. I've experienced my own personal pandemic, whatever that means. I feel like I've experienced everything that I hear people um, sort of uh, wrestling with right now or complaining about or uh, you know, confused about, I was confused about the same exact things just at a time when everybody was outside. Um, and I self quarantined myself, but I did it for my mental health. It wasn't so much, uh, uh, you know, for the decision of, of my physical health, even though I did take that by the reins as well. Like I was still going to the gym, but more so taking walks in the morning. And that's when I first sought out, um, therapy by going to that app, Better Help. So it's an app called Better Help that allows you to do therapy through your cell phone and through kind of like, kind of like FaceTime, but it's over the internet. And around the same time where I was having really a, uh, my own little crisis trying to figure out, yo, what am I going to do? Um, my private community was occupying most of my time and I ended up kind of momentarily shutting it down because, you know, I, I thought my direction that I wanted to go was mentor and teacher. And uh, I started to miss music like no other. Uh, I started to desperately need music in my life for what it was intended for, which was supposed to be an expression of self and uh, my joy. And I think that in a, in a, in a, in a rush in, in an investment of years trying to monetize that joy, uh, I lost the joy 
And so in the midst of me doing that, it brought me into teaching. And because it brought me into teaching, I lost touch with the very thing that <laughs> brought me the most joy that I chose when I was 17 years old. I'm 35 now. And so when I had this conversation with myself and, and, I, and I got off the internet and I detoxed from the internet and I spent a lot of time with myself, like a lot of people are right now, uh, I realized there's a lot of things I didn't like. I realized there's a lot of contradictions in myself. I realized that um, there's a lot of bullshit that I needed to call myself on. And so I did it. And so now coming into this new year, you know, starting with the, you know, the, 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 the death of Kobe Bryant and somebody that's, you know, hugely influential out here for a lot of us, um, especially me growing up. I got so many memories of just being a fan of Kobe Bryant. I think from the jump, I, I learned something different about myself in terms of how I deal with the bad news in comparison to the average human being or the average yeah. Artist or producer, if you want to compare it. So, um, a lot of the things that wait, wait, wait. I, how I, how so though? Yeah. Like, what do you? So, I think a lot of the issues we deal with uh-huh. when it comes to wrestling with concepts are really internal issues first, right? Sure. Um, they're 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 un- trying to make the connection between the way that you know yourself and the way that you're perceived. Um, trying to get better clarity upon well. I know that I'm not being um, inhumane or, or inconsiderate by releasing my art. I'm just doing what brings me joy and I'm trying to share it. You know that internally, but some people, you, sometimes you don't know that internally. So that's a bit of a wrestling match there. Mm-hmm. Then add on top of that cancel culture. Then on top of that, you know, strangers coming along and saying, is this really the time? Like them kind of like co-signing those uh, worries that we have about ourselves. It creates so much confusion that a lot of folks just end up doing nothing at all. And I mean, in my opinion, if you create, uh, you're creating something that helps people. And if it helps people and if you're not there to help them, then it's almost like not showing up for a friend. Yeah. So uh, I don't have an, I don't I don't have that wrestling. My wrestling, it, my wrestling matches mentally now come down to I know what this is going to bring from the Internet. Is it is do you want to engage this because it's mm-hmm. going to come? Do you want to engage this? Because a lot of people are nines waiting to be tens. There are a lot of matches right now that just need to be struck. Mm. They want to be striked, right? Yeah. They're just waiting. On right. their timeline, waiting. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Why did you say that? Why did you say it this way? And so me understanding that's an internal issue first makes me say, okay, who do I bring value to? And what are they looking for right now? And then the, the wrestling match kind of just comes to an end. Right, because then you just fill in yeah. with that same and energy. I, and then I know, too, there's going to be a new normal. And it's going to be a point in time where right. people are going to look back at this time period. And, um, you know, I make the joke that there's a lot of rappers, you know, that are, uh, I guess, more famous that we're doing the money phone and just outlandish, you know, showing off the jewels. They're not yes. doing that now. They're not yeah. even, you're not even seeing selfies anymore because folks are seeing the gray hairs in the beard and you're seeing them in their natural phase at home because everybody's in the same exact position. So, um, I think that, I think that now is not the time, uh, uh, to, to be hesitant, to be afraid. I think that right this year, aside from, you know, aside from anything specifically has been a year of clarity. It's been a year of 2020 vision and that all the things that have been in the dark are coming to light. We're exposing ourselves to ourselves. And that's the only way change is going to happen. You can't 
You can't scare people into change. You can't cancel them into change. They have to be who they are, see who they are, and and feel a need, a absolute need to change because they don't feel like that aligns with who they truly are. Um, so no, I, I'm 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 obs- I'm doing more observing than um than than jumping in the mix of things because I just feel like that's keeping that's keeping me in a good place. Yeah, to look at things. Man, you you hit on a bunch of stuff I want to talk about now. So for um, sure. Okay, so you know, you know how it is when you when we get yeah on yeah the yeah, spot, I, and I've been getting why, like, ready. I've been getting I any... I I make a mistake <laughs> of like making a script in my head almost like okay yeah. I want to get this get this and then like you start talking and I'm like all right well fuck that let's let's dive well, Chris, into this. This is why anytime you hit me up and I need your audience to notice anytime yeah. Chris hits me up it's a yes it's an absolute hell yes because there's Appreciate only so many people that you can that, that you know you're going to be on that level with and I think a lot of folks you know, they, they, they get into this space to interview and they're just asking questions to be heard and not mm-hmm. to have an actual dialogue. And I think that's something that you've mastered the art of. And, uh, it, 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 it has created, I just wish we could have got some, some video on some of those early right? interviews, yeah. but it's created some of the best dialogues. Um, and you've been a part of a lot of stuff. Like even when I had my first dialogue on camera with Tumex, you know, that, yeah, that was captured that was by you guys. And I was, a, I mean, that was for me, uh, I was a student. I was just sitting here listening to him, you know, share his stories and what he's experienced and how it relates to the era that I was in. And so um, I just have to give you your flowers. That's all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I definitely like this. I can assure people we're going to, I, if I put another 300 on the board, it's, it's not going to be surprising because I could definitely, at this point, I feel like. Uh, like I said, I love this platform, especially I like the feedback that I've been getting from our audience because um, now they I used to I used to feel like they'd be hanging out with us and they were right. Like they'd be hanging yeah. out with us in their ears. But now they really feel like they're hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's been cool to um, I, we're going to get into all of that because there's a lot of questions I, I have to ask you. Like I want to ask you okay. about YouTube and the state of YouTube and, sure. and your thought. But but um, going back to some of the stuff you um, touched on, so when you're when you're you said you were like missing music, right? <clears throat> what part of like I know that's a complex thing for you. You're multi talented artist. There's different things you like to jump into all the way it's not just right. one thing so was it just the um, the actual creating because that that's surprising to me because i feel like you are it seems like you're always creating i i i oh, jump no. on i jump online and it seems like you're does does that not count for you technically like in the cultural part like i mean in the uh creative part of your own mind well, it used to not count when uh-huh. I was online and I was live making beats because I was so preoccupied with so many different things. Is a camera on? Am I am I in focus? Is uh, the stream laggy? Is somebody in here running amok as a troll, acting crazy? Yeah. Uh, should I respond to this? Should I say there were so many elements in my mind that that's not what happens when you and I create right. by ourselves. The right. only thing that we focus on is the art, and that's what makes it therapeutic. Um, all these other factors, you know, I, I felt like I didn't have a control over because I didn't have a control over myself. I just didn't know that. And so I missed at the very simple, at the most simple uh, uh, foundation that I can put it at. I just missed making music for the sake of making music. 
Um, I'm actually creating a, a second book now. Uh, we just oh, started wow. writing a, a second book and it's going to be to help artists and help producers and just creatives in general figure out if the answer to their career is to turn their music back into a hobby because this has literally changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And I shouldn't say that because I feel like we, we, we overuse that, but it's changed the trajectory of where I'm heading right now to where I'm yeah. at my happiest when I'm creating music because I don't feel the necessity to be Curtis King when I go live. I don't feel the necessity to be the guy that has these placements. I don't feel the necessity to uh, 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 make my fan base happy and give them what they want. I don't feel that necessity. When I get into this, and this goes back to my meditation, this goes back to my therapy, this goes back to listening to spiritual teachers like Muji, when I realize that, you know, it, it's it's less about what I'm doing and more about how I'm doing it and how I'm perceiving things to go. When I sit down here and I make a beat, I am no longer Curtis King. I am nothing. And I am nobody. And the last part of that is I am nothing. I am nobody. So that means I'm capable of anything. Right. If I go into here and I say I'm Curtis King and I have to make a banger because Curtis King makes bangers. The drums have to bang. The, The sample has to be chopped a certain way. That puts too many restrictions on something that's supposed to be free. When we were younger, we didn't know about all this stuff and it gave us the ultimate freedom. So that being said, now when I sit down, I am nothing. I am nobody, and that means I'm capable of literally anything. So I should not surprise myself in the process when I do something that's uh, creatively out of character. I should be ex- I should be enthusiastic about the process in general because anytime we get to sit down and make music, lucky us because of some folks right now who are fighting for their lives uh, due to this coronavirus and will never see another another MIDI keyboard, another laptop again. And they're wishing they had the issues of a beat block and things like that we we give titles to. Um, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, and that makes me capable of doing anything. And I walk into my every session like that, and I'm not so harsh about, oh, man, this is not coming together well. Oh, my God, why is this not sounding how I want it? I don't have to sound like nothing. This is one of a million beats I'll make throughout my lifetime. Yo, that's deep, man. Um Especially from where you came from. Okay, so, yeah, because I got to fill in blanks for, because, again, like, we haven't talked to each other in a minute, so I'm <laughs> right, trying to right. fill in, like, the the gap. So, um, yeah, you said going on, I think one of the things I definitely, um, would definitely held me back from video for a while was a lot of the things you said, right? Yeah. Um, and I think for me, Definitely timing has been everything, obviously, because timing was I was just in the right place now. There was um, a year ago. There was no way there was fucking no way that I would have got on video. I just didn't I just didn't feel good. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't um, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, we've been in front of videos, video cameras, cameras for a a while now. And Hmm that part has never been the part that has like attracted me to this. Um, in fact, a lot of times part of my self development has been getting on the other side of the camera. Right. Um, it's been, it's been being okay with that. Um, and I remember, I, I, I always credit reverie. Honestly, I heard her on one of the podcasts say, um, her strategy for posting was she just stopped, looking at what she was posting like she would 
record, post. And she said, mm-hmm. the quicker I, the, the closer I got to closing that gap, um, the better I got at posting. It's a bar. Yeah. It's and bar. I was like, whoa. That, and so that shit has always stayed with me. So now when I do it, I literally don't, I don't give a fuck what's going on. Like I, I'm, I'm yeah. here for this conversation. I'm here for yeah. this experience. I'm here. This is how it's happening. Um, I too, um, fancy myself as a futurist. I, I definitely like look at, I like to look at things that are coming. Um, I, I've, I've said this about like a lot of our friends, you included. Why, why, then this is why it doesn't really surprise me that, um, that you've been doing okay is because for the better part of our lives, getting in tune with yourself has been your full-time job, right? Yes. In some a way or another. Job. Yeah, dude, because you're folks fucking... don't, a lot of, Most people don't want that job. Yeah, I don't think. it's most not people, I think, fun all the time. And I think most people, most people have been forced into it. You mm-hmm. can't be with your friends. Yep. You can't go to work. You can't go to school. So now you're stuck at home. And, and I think even the saying you're stuck at home is a perspective. Yeah. And, and, and it could be a perspective issue if uh, you don't see the opportunity in that. Because I keep saying it, 2020 is the year of exposure. And I think it's a lot of folks in our in our music community that are going to have an opportunity to say, I, I can't get no shows right now. I can't do this. I can't do X, Y, and Z. I can't get to the studio. I can't. Is this really what I want to do? Yeah, and I think that I agree. Uh, you you got to have that dialogue because life is a dis- life is full of distractions, and that's yeah. that's kind of like the purpose. To, I'm starting to figure out that's our journey. That's what our journey is about: is how much of this time can we occupy with focus and and un undistracted, you know, focus. How much of our life can we dedicate to that? And I think that this time has given us as much pain as it's given us, has given us the greatest gift. And that now we have no more excuses. You know, I want to launch this business, but God, man, my job works me to the bone. And well, you may not <laughs> yeah. have that job or that job may not exist. Yeah. I just saw Chuck E. Cheese is probably getting ready to go bankrupt. It's we, don't, a wrap. we don't see any more Chuck E. Cheese's, you know, like AMC theaters. Well, Amazon might buy them, so that might be something. But weird. I'm just a, just the thought yeah, that just that the, the could, idea that chapter yeah. could be done. You know what I mean? Starbucks. That's crazy. Yeah. The one the one business I saw that had lines around the corner this entire time has been Starbucks. Even with pandemics, folks are inside their cars with their mask on, with the AC blasting, and they're getting their Starbucks. Um, the first place I went that actually had. Just to show you how you can be prepared and still, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be affected. Starbucks is the first place that would not accept my credit cards in their hand. They put the credit card machine in and said, hey, hey, no, 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 we just we don't have any policy quite yet. But we're, the manager told us to do this. OK, cool. Take care of it. They're getting ready to shut down. I think it was like over 40,000 locations. Yeah. Yeah. So it it. it it's OK, though. It's OK, though. I know a lot of folks are going to be without a job, but it's a lot of those folks are going to be the, the the future thinkers of tomorrow. They're going to be the future innovators of tomorrow and not just entrepreneurs, but the, the thought leaders that, uh, you know, could have gave us a brilliant perspective or some kind of brilliant direction to go in. But, you know, instead she was working overnight shifts or not overnight, but over, over, uh, uh overtime shifts at, as a barista and not saying that's anything less valuable, but, for the impact that she could have, we would never know. She would never know because of the distraction and the necessity of having that job. Now, all of a sudden, 
you know, Chris, our jobs are the most secure, oddly enough. It's crazy that we, they used to look at us like, you know, you, what are you doing, YouTube and podcasts? <laughs> like, how you make any money like that? Now they're like, yo, Curtis, could you make a video about how to start my own podcast? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, it's funny because I just learned my damn self. So, uh, you know, but, but now it seems like what we're doing is more secure um, because we get to control our own destiny and we determine, you know, when, when we're getting, uh, when we're getting, getting paid, you know, I, how we can get paid. I couldn't agree with you more, man. Um, I talk, uh, to, to friends about that topic a lot of like, um, and that's where I was going with that. I was like, uh, yeah, our friends, they, most of them are doing okay. Yeah. That in the artist community, at least the, um, and this is, I have to always kind of preface it by this i feel like um you know we're lucky to be surrounded by the people that we are surrounded by it's there is something very special about the community that we the community of friends that we all kind of know sure where there's not all we don't have a whole lot of issues in general of just people they're really good people but that being said most of them are very battle-hardened like they've been through Mm -hmm. the shits Right. Mm. Especially if they're successful, especially if they're yeah, successful, yeah. they've they've gone through. They've been at the lowest lows and the highest highs multiple times. So yeah. and and not to, you know, not to to downplay this at all, because I think it's just as important. But also the social aspect and the thinking within our community is different. I mean, you you're outspoken. There's a lot of people that are outspoken on the topics that are quote unquote hot right now are things right. that a lot of our community has been talking about forever. Yeah. It's what they base a lot of their reality on. It is their reality. Dude, I thought about this the other day, man. And we're gonna be jumping around. And I know this video is <laughs> gonna good. get this video is gonna get chopped <laughs> it I was already <laughs> thinking prior, I was like, all right, if I keep this under an hour, we can just put it right on Instagram. I don't have to chop it. I'll chop it. <laughs> I don't care. We'll 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 put it up in pieces. Um but uh Here's something I thought about the other day. So I was raised like by multi members of my family, right? Like okay. it's just very common. My mom worked, um, so I had to stay with my grandma. Um, and in that house was me, three cousins. Let's see, out of those three cousins, there's three college uh, graduates. There's a minister. There's everybody turned out pretty good. Um, and everybody's, everybody's fine. Um, but all four of us from the youngest to the oldest at one time or another had had handcuffs on and thrown on a police car. Mm. No matter. And it, and until now I didn't really think of it as abnormal. All my friends had had at some point been handcuffed or had some, and that was such a a normal thing to me. And this has been just like a, like a eye-opening thing for me. Not in that I didn't expect, I trust me, I am one of those people who's been saying for a long time, this is coming. Like we, of course it's coming. Of course it's coming. How long can you just treat people like that? Period. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's, it's overdue. If anything, us starting now in this way is much credit to the youth, by the way, the, the youth, they're killing it. 
they are killing it. Um, and it's uh, it, it's just to to me what I I I started to think of like yo how much have I in doing my art um part of the suffering that comes with that art is that you just push forward no matter what right that's mm -hmm. a big part of what we do is just finding a way to keep putting that that foot in front of the other and with mm -hmm. that comes a lot of pain because you don't necessarily have time to slow down and treat all these issues Right? right, you know that right. now. It, it's why we talk about this all the time. Like, dude, we're grown ass men dealing with some of these issues. Where I'm just like, fuck, man, what, what, yeah. what? I have yeah. confidence issues. I have uh, what, whatever types of issues as a grown person. Um, right. because a lot of the early, and this is something that I think even us who have have struggled outside of um our our first like environments, right? Being able to get out of that in some way or some way, shape or form, right? Mm -hmm. um, we don't ever think about why we even had to be in that, right? Yeah. Like we, yeah. it, and that becomes a very normal thing for minorities in America. It is the, it is the experience of the minorities in America because it's either that or kill yourself, right? right. It's either that right. or go like, fuck, my life is horrible. I need to go start robbing people or whatever it is. But right. But if you keep putting your foot in front of the other, you tend to suffer a lot because you just don't have that quit. And I've seen you go through a lot of different changes over these years. Um, right. Do you feel like your early upbringing subconsciously got you ready for this? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I got and, and, you know, I give, of course, props to my moms and to my dad. I think more so for my mom. Um, you know, rather than ha her having to teach me strength, I saw strength in what, how she handled things and how even at a young age, I would see certain things happen and I would know that other people would deal with that differently than she would. And to see that in her was something that uh, inspired me lifelong. But I got to give props to my dad because my dad, you know, early on in my life, um, you know, he was like, I don't want to say he was like militant black, but like a lot of the books <laughs> in his library and a lot of the teachings, I mean, he took me to the, the L.A. riots when they announced that um, the officers that, you know, did what they did to, to Rodney King yeah. when they got off. And I saw the first trash can go through the first gas station. Oh, I didn't wow. even know what riots were at that point. Like riots to me were something that only happened during the civil rights movement in my young mind in 92. Right. Right. And I remember the first trash can going through the, the glass and I was like, like, thanks. He's going to get arrested. And then I remember just walking down the street and my dad said, he literally held his hand on my chest and he felt my heart like about to come out of my chest because all I saw was just utter chaos and looting. And, uh, you know, I saw people going in. I, I, I saw that up in front, uh, in 92 when it wasn't no social media. So folks do things a little bit differently when, uh, there ain't no cameras out. And so I remember that, but at the same time, I didn't look at that from a young age and say, these are terrible people. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind was, oh, they're pissed. I hope they don't do anything to us because it was my dad, myself, and my stepmom. We were just trying to make it back to the car. But we were walking down the street because the parking was crazy by the courthouse where they announced it uh, on a megaphone. And um, I remember like my hands were shaking and my I, like I was just – I was terrified, but I was just watching all of this. And uh, my dad said it one time when I went to go visit him in one of his classes. He's a professor now. Um, I went to go uh, 
visit him in his class. And he was like, that moment taught me something about you um, because your perception wasn't that of somebody saying these are terrible people, but you know, why are they angry and, and, and why are they reacting this way? And that's another dialogue that we had. But I say that to say my dad in particular, because he exposed me very early to like the teachings of Malcolm X, the teachings of the Black Panthers, the teachings of, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. And he gave me, uh, 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 like even like Nation of Islam, I was exposed to really, really early. And so I saw so much and I consumed so much to where, especially as a light-skinned black male, which, you know, in some circles with some of my folks, they don't think that I'm black enough. And then I go around, you know, some of my white friends and they, I'm, I'm the, the token black at that point now, just because I'm existing there. And so um, it put me in a place where it was like, I was a lot more blacker than I looked mm. um, within. And so my whole life has been built off of the foundation of that. And what that looks like is there's partly some confusion because there's a lot of conversations that as a young person, um, you know, I just feel like your brain is not quite ready, even though we should be exposed to it, especially as black kids, we should be exposed to that, that there are biases and that there are people out here who already make their judgments upon you. But I think more so important than that lesson is the fact that human beings act like that. And not just white people, not just these people, not just I would want my son. When we have that conversation, I want him to know that certain people will look at you, even being a light skinned black male with a certain bias. But I don't want you to associate that to just one group of people because it isn't just one group of people. I'll give you an example. Pass a church when I'm younger. I pass a church with my pants down. It's an older black man pointing his finger up. Pull, pull your pants up. You look like a thug. Well, that's him right. stereotyping me based upon how I look in the same way that I walk into a liquor store and, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a white guy is like looking at us or whatever. And he's searching, making sure we're not stealing anything. The same bias exists because different errors have their have been exposed to different uh, uh, ideas of what they consider moral or what they consider an upstanding citizen, what they look like. Um, so I want my son to be exposed to the truth of things, but also too, to realize that these, these are deficiencies in all human beings. These are biases that exist in all human beings. Um, and to just be aware, aware of that. Cause I think that we get, you know, my folks and I, and I feel like I can speak just for myself from what I've observed with my folks is that we, in moments like now, we come together and we unify and we're ready to to, to protest this because we can all agree that this is wrong. What happened to George Floyd is absolutely wrong. What happened to Brianna? What happened to Philando? What happened to all these names is wrong. We know that. But I think that what we have to, at some point, I think it's going to happen. I don't think we have to even force the issue on this. We have to evolve our, our thinking uh, uh, and I think a lot of us do feel this way, but more so, more, more of us need to evolve our thinking into less about all of us being the same and more so that all black pain doesn't look the same. All black pain doesn't feel the same. Um, just like all brown pain doesn't feel the same. All, you know, there's, there's so many different experiences, right? There's levels of poverty that as a black man, I haven't experienced, but that I have experienced on my own level. But I had a different perspective of it because that's not that hasn't been the story of my entire life. So when I look at the idea of being a strong black man, that 
resonates with me and it resonates with me so deeply. I don't even have to say it. I just am it. And I, I don't walk around with my chest poked out. I just feel it. And so a part of that makes me feel like, and I've talked about this on my podcast, is that I don't have the same reaction when I see the, the video of George Floyd. Not the same. I mean, I have the same initial one that this is like terrible to see. But I start looking at newscasters. I start looking at even some of my peers with a different lens when I see them replaying it sharing it on their social media, right? Zooming in on it. Um, and I know that they have good intentions. Well, my, the, the friends of mine, I'm assuming they have good intentions. The media I can't speak for because I don't know them. Um, but the constant replaying, replaying, all I can think about is a family that, um, you know, this just happened to. The wound is still fresh and all they see is just the murder of somebody that they love repeatedly on loop on every single channel. Right. Even if it's not the actual moment of death, the fact that it's out there has got to like, I don't know what that does to you in the long term. It's got to be horrible. Um, it's got to be horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying is that, you know, I look at what's going on and, and I'm sorry, I'm straying away from the original question. No, 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 I look, please. When I look at everything that's going on, I look and I say, you know, um, there are certain folks that are calling for for, you know, equal rights. There's certain people who are calling for just just folks to be civil. Um, and I look at it and I'm like, you know, people keep saying it's up to, it's up to white people to, uh, make the decision so that we can all be in peace. And I'm like, I don't feel powerful in that, in that, in that point of view, having to wait on somebody to feel a group of people to feel. And and I know all of them don't feel the same, right? All of them are not the same. It's like, we are not all the same. So I, I come from a place of personal power in that, the one thing I hope to be an example of is that instead of me, because I have an audience that's made up of many different races. Yeah. Uh, instead of them having to hear from me that that uh, you know uh, uh, we're powerful people and and da 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 da. I'm I'm just I want to just be that. God, the strength in I, I, there's people on there that I know don't have any black friends, but they watch my video. Right. And if they can at least hear one perspective that changes their stereotypes and their biases, if I present something in a way that says, damn, that's the only person bringing me clarity during this time, it has to shift how you feel about a group of people if you do have a bias that exists. Right. Um, and then when you see this more, <laughs> so many more um, that are that are like-minded in that, um, it just changes things. But I think that change happens with time. Change happens with it has to get ugly before it gets better. But I'm just coming from a place of I, I don't I don't want to feel like a victim. I don't want to walk to Walgreens. And even though I know the, the little, old, you know, little, little old white lady that's that's smiling at me and giving me the dog eyes. I know that she's feeling empathy or trying to attempt empathy. But don't I don't want the dog eyes. Right. Like I, I, I want I want I want my strength to be an example. Right. But at the same time, that's just me personally. She has to do the dog eyes thing. That, oh, you're going to be OK. Are you all right? She has to do that. And then evolve it into something else eventually to a to a respect. But I just don't like I don't like the the sentiment of people feeling sorry for us. We are we are minorities in general. We're very powerful, very, very powerful spiritually, very, very uh um uh we have a lot of endurance. We've seen a lot of things. Uh and I think that I want to make sure that we highlight more of our strengths instead of them replaying murder porn of us at our most vulnerable places. That's something that 
has resonated with me. This is what I'm looking at it from that lens of yeah. how can I show more examples of us in power places, which is another reason why I feel like we could continue to share our art form. That's um, battle hardened. I yeah, mean, you well, really, like you said earlier. Yeah, you, exactly. What you it is. really are like, um, and I yeah that that helps a lot, man. And thank you for that because I, I it's it is it is well one I know for sure I think um, one of the things that I think a lot of artists are experiencing right now is um, a change in possibly what what inspires them now, right? Yeah. Um, and I definitely want to talk about the the idea of what um, the new normal is for you. Um, Because I think that it's, I think some people are like going through that idea. Cause I I was thinking about this the other day, like at least musically, I've never made, like, I don't even make like really braggadocio music. You know what I mean? Like it's just not something that I've ever been into, but I was thinking about people who do. Right. Mm -hmm. And haven't in their minds been able to drop anything. They're I've I've talked to a few here and there, and there's some people that are really salty, almost on like, man, can we just get over this? Like, we need to get past this so I can get back to my braggadocio. <laughs> right, right. Or you know what, what I mean? What? Or rapping yeah, yeah, about yeah. what I rap yeah. about. You know, I right. rap about uh, you know, like people are like, I rap about um, like just killing motherfuckers you know what i mean like yeah. and that's definitely not anything anybody wants to the hear right to now right. right and i wonder if the what the new normal looks like musically like what is and, and culturally like what are what are things that are going to be in your mind have you already started to put together and look at trends and the directions that we're going what do you see the new normal as i, I gotta be honest with you i'm, I'm not as tapped in as i used to be uh-huh. I, i'm not as um I'm not as 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 like historian based as I used to be. I used to be so like I want to see the trends and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not paying attention, but I think ever since I returned back to making the music, mm-hmm. I just kind of let the chips fall where they fall, the yeah. dominoes fall where they fall. So it's just like from what I observe, and I'm just looking through the lens of my social media timeline because I follow many different artists, and I follow some artists they ain't stopped <laughs> making the kind of music that you're talking about that's like not in the best taste, the right best time. They haven't stopped. But Got something it. I can say is this: is that you know, depending on what stage in in our lives that we're at, music has a different. We have a different reason for listening to the music. We have a different intention for the music, right? We need certain type of music to, to bring out certain types of energy within us. And if we're looking at music as an energetic force, as as badly timed as making music about killing folks is, there's an energy that exists in that. And there's an energy that exists in the, the and I'm not making a, 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 I'm not defending that kind of music, but I'm just giving a perspective in that there exists a student who was graduating who was looking at how bleak things are. They're looking at if they they were barely making it when they, when school was back in. Now school is out and they're doing it from home. They're having to readjust to that. And they're missing that killer instinct. And sometimes, I'm sorry, kumbaya, you know, Just uh, conscious, do. ain't going to do that shit for them. They need something that's like, yeah, I'm going to straight up bust your head because I'm a head busting. That's just what I'm, I'm just giving an example. Sure. 
they need a certain type of energy that speaks to a certain part of them. Um, this is something that I experienced at, you know, when I went to the Tony Robbins event years ago is that, you know, he was saying that we need to be careful of the language we use for each for ourselves because, um, you know, we know that it has a different impact. Language has so much power. How do we know that? Use the, use the B word, you know, around a woman that's like, no, you're not going to do that. But then watch her use the same word about that to one of her homegirls. Like, oh, B, you, you tripping. Like, whatever, right, right, girl. Right, right. Like, it, it holds different value. But depending on how you say it and how it's, uh, 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 how it's expressed, it carries an energy. And so I'm not saying this to to give them an excuse because, I, I mean, obviously, I don't make that kind of music. I don't talk about that kind of stuff. I, I, I like to think that my music starts as a self-reflection and then ends up being a tool for those who are listening to do some self-reflecting themselves. But um, I, 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 I'm not immediately. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Say that, that again. Say that so, again. <laughs> so I think that my music is uh, a means of self-expression for the purpose of helping those who listen to it do some self deep diving yes. for themselves. Dude, that is the dope. That's, that's so dope. <laughs> that's so dope. Damn. That's summed up. A little. That's dope. I'm going to use that micro all the content. time, by the way. Chop, chop, micro content. Chop, micro, chop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to use that by the way. Just to let you know. That's amazing. No, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. But I think from that lens, I start to realize, you know, I'd much, and this, and, and, and this is where, I, well, I have to understand, I'll say certain things um, that I've already come to peace with and I don't have an opinion about because I, I'm now at a place and, and, and as my friend, I know you, you're, you're seeing the evolution. You've seen the evolution. I've seen your evolution, but you know from the places I've been, some dark places I've been where everything was either 100% negative or you know too positive or whatever the case may be. I'm finally at a place now where um, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful literally grateful for the negative and the positive. I'm grateful for both for their existence because one does not come without the other. And if I say that, then I have to then I have to then extend that to the artists who are making, you know, this music because I'm like I'd rather you make that music than actually be out there killing folks or killing protesters or using that energy to actually hurt somebody. If it takes you expressing that through your music and that drives somebody to have a killer instinct to go graduate, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying that it exists for a reason. And, and, and you'd be surprised how some of your people that you hold up in a high light, not you in particular, but mm -hmm. the audience, people that you hold in a high light that uh, were inspired by some really rugged and, and rough energy that you would not even expect. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Obama had some yeah. playlists that we oh, have yeah. no idea about that he couldn't express as president. Oh, but he's from the shy. Come on. You, now. you already like, know. You probably so, don't even want to box him. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what, when you think about it in terms of our error, it has to be something that is controversial for our error. And I think about uh, James Brown in the midst of all the stuff he was going through personally and the stuff that was happening in society to make a song like, Say it loud. I'm yeah. black and I'm proud. That had yeah. to be like, oh, I can't believe you would. What is this? This is like that had to be like of the 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 yeah. The, people uh, shot at him. Come on now, like that had to be at. of the level of of how people are treating just the term or the phrase "Black Lives Matter" and how they get so you know uh, uh, tight about it. But it's like to say that in that time period, I don't think that now is just a classic hip hop record that we've all probably right. tried to sample or whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the time, that was very polarizing. So I look at that and I realize that in order for something to be polarizing now, 
it has to go to that level, like you said, of the killing of whatever. And I think that those folks who make that music, they're experiencing their own evolution. Because here's the thing about it. They're driven by results the same way that we are. Right. When that doesn't get them what they want, when they streams money start going Ooh. down and they realize like a uh, little baby, like, 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 uh, 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 uh what's the, is, it, is his name little baby? Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. You're Lil talking. Baby. Yeah. He, he just released a song that was like, like had like a lot of what they would call like socially conscious lyrics in it. Yeah. Now and that he was makes not somebody, doing that before. <laughs> he was not doing that before, but yeah. it shows you the evolution yeah. of of those that are using this as an energetic uh, 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 expression, an energetic vacuum or, or an energetic place to put this in, so that they don't have to actually get out there and do this to folks. It shows you that even that's evolving. It's got to go further than just that because they're servicing an audience who is paying them. So my thing is this. You know, this goes for anybody who's out here pressuring people to say something like you need to show up. This is the time not to be silent. Let things happen as they happen. When people feel moved, they'll do it. But if you force right. these people to jump up and say something, one, you're going to be pissed off at what they have to say because it wasn't yeah. thought out. It was yeah. pressured. And two, um, it's not genuine. Yeah. And it's not a fear. three, they're not going to be there for the long run because that's not what they're invested in. You know, you know, and and, and that, that's the kind of like thinking that requires a lot of time with yourself. Yeah, and I think that a lot of folks, and that's why it's 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 someone it's so on many levels beyond the obvious. It's so unfortunate that you know the protest had to happen so quickly after, uh, or the, the whole event. The protest didn't started obviously. It was the, the what happened to George Floyd that all of this had to happen so close to when people had so much time to do soul searching. And self-searching, now here comes something else that everybody now gets to distract their time with instead of focusing in on the very thing that's going to change all this shit out here. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be us constantly yelling at the people who don't want to hear us. Right, right. It's not going to be like, that's going to do something. But the real change has to happen first within us to the point where, you know, like I see, uh, 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 was it? Was it, uh, I think it's, uh, it's Trayvon Martin's mom ran for, she, she won She's running office. for, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. She won it. She yeah. won it in Florida. Like yeah. that at point, some point requires some soul searching because there's some mothers who have lost their sons that have never been able to right. even, get, even be, be able to do anything productive with it. They're just forever going to be angry or forever going to be hurt. And, and who can judge that rightfully so, but that kind of energy that she had, I'm sure took a lot of time with herself, a lot of personal time to say, how do I make this mean something? Because the, 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 what happened did not have to happen, but this is, it happened for a reason. So what am I going to do with this? And so I think that, that I appreciate every protester that's out there. I appreciate everybody who got on there and and put their lives and, you know, on the line because of what's going on in the air with the Corona. I appreciate every single one of them. Right. But at the same time, I, I I don't want any of them to ever lose touch with the fact that um, what's going on, the internal game, is, is, a, is an ongoing process that nobody is monitoring except for us. And if we don't do anything about that, we're going to run this into cycles because there will be another George Floyd. Yeah, I was um, – yesterday I was really I, – I, I meditated and then I was like, chilling after kind of just thinking about some of the stuff that was going through my head. And, uh, right. I was like, uh, 
I was re- it was really hitting me like the heaviness of the 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 fact that this is such a marathon and we're so at the beginning of of this and I think people yeah. tend to get super excited by the fire rather than, you know, the actual growth of something, you know, it's I know about that. I know about that. Yeah, and and it's <laughs> I wonder like in so my question to you would would be like do you First, let me ask you this, because um, I know I have, you've referenced God, you've referenced praying throughout your, are you a spiritual person in that, like, what is your spirituality like? What what High, role does that play? Highest it's ever been, but I feel yeah. like it, it's, it's at a, it's at such a pure place that it's, it's, it's daily conversations with God. Gotcha. Right. It's, it's, it's every movement that I make. Um, if people had an opportunity to jump into my head, it would be a little bit obsessive, even make me seem a little bit crazy. Sure. Uh, the kind of dialogue or the kind of constant, um, and some people may even consider it brainwashed, the kind of constant dialogue that I feel like I'm having with God and that I feel like, I feel like I've heard God speak on a few occasions. Um, and one of which I remember, I never forget it. I was, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was living in Rialto. Um, I, I was not making the most of my time and I was laying down in the studio and I was laying down on the couch and, um, I, Chris, I kid you not, I heard a voice loud as ever that said, real men don't waste time. Um, and it scared the living daylight. So I mean, I stood up and you know how you like, you're in that moment right between sleep and right between, you know, you're still awake, but your eyes are fading off. I heard that voice clear as day. And it's just been so many things that have happened that is not about coincidence. Um, there's been so many things that have happened that 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 have reminded me. All right, God, I see. I see. Um, I think that I've been now the most trustworthy that I've been of God ever. And that no matter what happens, I know that it's all within divine reasoning. Because last year, at the end of last year, my spirituality was not in a good place. Why? Um, because that was another thing I was I was dealing with. Say it again. Why? Why? Uh, because I, I I did not understand why God would bring me this far, or help uh, me get this far, and why I had to go through as much as I had to go through just to be as lost as I was in my early twenties. It didn't make sense when in my mid thirties I was like, I have it now. Like I have a home. I have the space. I have all these things that I was working my ass off my entire career to get to. Now when I'm here, why am I so content? Why am I not feeling that that? Where's my fire at? Right. When when Nipsey Hussle passed away, uh, uh, you know, two years ago, it lit me up again. And what I notice is that it's crazy the amount of people that the God that I believe in brings people into your lives who sometimes come off as not even spiritual beings or non-believers. And he uses them as uh, as vehicles for a message. And one of the messages I got from one of my good friends, uh, Epic, was that um, the reason why. Uh, uh, your fires keep getting put out is because they're fires. He said, you don't ever want to operate campaigns purely off of fire because they're long, they're short term. No fire burns forever. He said, um, you know, take us, take us, take a step or a chapter out of Bruce Lee's book. It's much better to be water. Water yeah. is, is, is formless. It goes into every single uh, uh, crevice and it readjusts. And I think that that has been my spiritual relationship is realizing, you know, uh, and, and, and instead of me 
associating with the pictures that I saw growing up in church and not being able to identify necessarily just with what it says, Michelangelo's nephew who got painted. You know, when I just got to associate it with a feeling, with I got to associate it with, you know, in order for us to, I think, appreciate God and have a relationship with God, we got to we have to first see that there's there's God that exists in us. Um, and I know that sounds like a hallmark card to some people, but what I'm saying is this, I have been searching my whole life and I learned this from a spiritual teacher named uh, Muji, M-O-O-J-I. Um, the reason why we are so lost for the majority of our lives, we're searching, we're knocking on doors, uh, is because we're knocking on doors from the inside of the building we're trying to get into. He gives a perspective of this. We have the ability, you and I, Chris, we have the ability to have a thought. Right. We have a thought that says, man, I'm 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 really acting insecure these days. I wonder what's going on. Then there's another perspective within that thought that says. You're not being insecure like these things have happened, kind of like a more logical thinker. Mm-hmm. But then as that dialogue's going on, there's something else that has the ability to observe both of those conversations at the same time. Who is that that is observing both of them? Right. Is that just another faction of the brain or is this something that's more powerful than the brain is that your pure being and so the more that i tap into that the more i realize like everything that we seek freedom everything that we seek uh uh uh, clarity is already within us my whole life in our whole lives all of our lives has been a constant journey about clearing the lens that is right before our eyes and the quicker we realize that uh the the better equipped we are when things like this happen is that we realize we're, we're searching for answers in other people who don't know the answers themselves because we're all knocking on doors from inside the very building we're trying to get into. When I heard that, wow. I started to realize like my own contradiction. I started to realize why things made me so angry and why I felt like I was going in a constant loop. It was because it wasn't the responsibility of somebody else to help me find myself. They can't even get into the place that I'm trying to knock myself Ooh. out of. Wow. And they got their own journeys. When I realized that this this perspective that I'm talking about that observes the dialogue between the logical brain and the emotional brain is not the brain at all, right? Because what happened to us between the the ages of 16 to 32? They had the same brain, but that went through a different change. There's something within us that is not changing. Muji calls that the pure being. So when I look at it from that perspective and I realize damn, there's something within me that is already so pure and full of every answer that I'll ever need that my journey is not about reading every single book trying to get to a place. It's literally revealing myself to myself. And the more that I do that, the easier this journey becomes. The more I realize that I should be grateful for anybody who has something negative to say about my music, or even anything positive, but I should feel the same exact way about both of them because there was a time period where nobody cared. And on top of that, I don't need either one of them to feel good about myself. I don't even have the necessity to feel anything about myself because at my very core, before you gave me a name, before you gave me an identity, I was just a being. Before I was Curtis King or Dewan or whatever, I was just a being that came out, right? And even before that, in the embryo, I was something still. So I think the more that we tap into that and we realize you know, everybody plays a role. Everybody's important in what they're doing. I'm not saying to say people are doing the wrong thing. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody has a role. Um, but at some point in time, our biggest breakthrough is going to happen internally. 
before it happens. Any, any, anything else externally happens internally first. That's where I'm at with it. That's what helps me understand that I was trying to find balance in my life between life and family and personal doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is imbalance. So I have to just be okay with the imbalances that I choose and the results that come along with it. Uh, but it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey. Uh, <laughs> Understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long journey, but um, I'm I'm very grateful to be here because I don't think that, I don't think anything of myself. I don't think that I'm any better than anybody. I don't think that I'm any worse. I just, I just am. And I feel so amazing to just be uh, and allow the things that happen around me, uh, not shape me, but just observe them. Yeah. Observe them all. Yes. And, and, and just realize that, um, every answer I'm looking for is hard to hear me, man, bro. I'm super happy for you, bro. Uh, seeing where you've come from and seeing the things that, uh, there would be many times I can tell you this for sure in in full Mm -hmm. confidence. and, And I know Eddie wouldn't mind Eddie and I would leave your house after, I've never been to your house and not had a deep conversation first, so people yeah. know. So <laughs> this is why we're good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes beyond the music, for sure. It goes way beyond the music. Um, so we're leaving the house, and many times I've left that house, going me. I look at it. We we literally get in the car. You walk back inside. I look at Eddie, and I'm like, "Man, is he okay? Like, do you think he's? <laughs> you think he's gonna be okay? Yeah. And then, and then gradually it would be like. Yeah, it seems like he's okay. And then yeah. like, hey man, he's doing pretty good. And yeah. now to to see you and I never meant mind you, I was saying this at the peak of his YouTube shit. Like there wasn't it it, it wasn't about like actual like quantifiable success and what people think that is. To right. me it was about like yeah, it was always like, okay, I know he's on his way to wherever that is business-wise, success-wise. When he gets there, is he going to be okay? Yeah. Like, is he going to be yeah, okay? Like a question I have for myself. Yeah, because yeah. there was going we, – inevitably, we all knew. And, it, and that's a weird thing about being in this business is, right, is like we're constantly watching examples of what could happen. That's mm-hmm. We're surrounded by examples yeah, of what sure. could happen. And – and so we know the things like there's not a whole lot of stories of people's downfalls that don't encompass of a, a small variety of of things. Right. Like yeah. there's always these it's always around the same things. And a lot of it has to do with personal development. Uh, most of it has to do with personal development and sure. how and how you're dealing with um, the inevitable um, downside to life in general right because yeah. it's like you said you got to a point and you were like how how did i get brought this far as if that was a place an actual place right like right like you were just flowing you were just in the river you know and you just happen to be hitting a couple of the rocks right now and right. but the river is going no matter what that is definitely one thing that i've i've learned the river is always flowing it's always right. going there's people right. that are trying to swim up against it. There's people mm-hmm. I have friends who hit every rock every single time. They're just hitting every every rock yeah. and angry about it. And then there's people who are just seem like they're just floating along and it's and it's amazing. Right. But but it is a real thing. Like the the flow and energy of 
of people and the world is a constant. And I think Mm. that where we think sometimes human beings get into a place where we think we can stop it somehow, right? We can stop the worry. We can stop the, the what's coming. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it. Um, as opposed to what you're saying is understanding that it's the river's flowing no matter what. If you want you're, the problems. Yes, you do, bro. So much so. I said this the other day. I was talking to Fame, actually. Um, okay. We just had a podcast with Fame, another dude that I love building with. Such a cool perspective. And, you know, he was talking about how he went through, um, you know, his depressive sides. And we know that. I mean, it, Fame wears his shit on his sleeve. Absolutely. Um, but he was, we were talking about how um, if you're not careful sometimes, you know, especially in like a downswing, right? When things are – and that can be – now I know definitely too at, at the age I am now and the experience I've had, it's like taking care of yourself is all-encompassing because all those things can affect it, right? Absolutely. Relationships, health uh, mental state, every, all those things have a place to do it. And, and my job, my job for me is I'm, I am a fucking astronaut to me in my head. I'm an astronaut. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't mind going to the places that are very, very scary in my mind in order to figure myself out. Because yeah. those things, and that was, and that was a, trust me, that is a very trained thing. It wasn't something that I was born with. It yeah, almost killed me. Battery's not included. Battery's not included. <laughs> and it almost killed me. It almost killed yeah. me until I could get in control of it. You know what I mean? To, to really understand. And now I, oh man, literally every morning, Kurt, I go and, and I think like, Man, thank you for those hard times. Whoa, those hard times yeah. were amazing. And I tell people now, like when you're going through these things, and me and Fame were talking about this, like how right on the other side, if I have any advice for anybody who might be thinking like, this is too much, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've fucking been there. I know what that is. It's not, it's, it's an indescribable feeling of like, maybe I don't want to do this. And knowing... All I can say, this is all I can say. I don't know your your situation. I don't know what you're going through. I can say this, though. On the other side of that feeling is amazing, like an amazing, you know, thing. I was gonna, can I add to that that very concept right there? Mm-hmm. Especially if we have folks. I know a lot of folks are hurting right now, and a lot of the stuff sounds like, "Well, I'll get there one day, and when I get there, I'll I'll be grateful." But I'm just not there right now. I think that even even besides the hope that things will be better on the other side, um, I want them to look it back at their lives and realize every moment of massive growth. How much of it occurred off the back end of you being in a good place mm. or you being in a bad place. Yeah. Massive growth, the things, the change we want, the financial growth, the spiritual growth, the relationship growth, everything that we desire has not come off the heels of us being in a comfortable and happy place has not come there. It came from some rugged, dirty, nasty, painful place you have to go through it and not just have to go through it you should be grateful because it means that you're closer when you're going through the ugliest part 
You're exposing yourself to who you really, truly are at this point in time. And when you see it and you see the reflection, you can then make a decision that many people ignore, which is, I don't like this and I want to change that. So the way that that's going to happen is to constantly be exposed to that other side. So when painful things happen, when it gets too much, that's literally what unlocks the abundance that you want. You want to go through too much so you can have too much, right? Have too much love, have too much money, have too much um, to the point where I know financially there's been some times where, you know, money was everything to me. And the moment that I I shouldn't say the moment, but the 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 work that I put towards getting to this place right now, um, I operate an entirely new business, and already in the first six months, it's the most successful business in its start. Slap experts that I've ever had my hands on, and it's the easiest I've ever had it. It's the easiest process ever, but it's gone through many different failures of businesses, including CurtisKingBeats.com to a certain degree. As much as money as it made, the way that it exited wasn't the most ideal way to do it, but we did it. And so I learned from those lessons. And the thing about it is I think this generation is, as much as they're happy to show all of their lives, they're not so eager to show you their growth. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid. That's why we look at people showing their growth as entertainment on YouTube. That's entertainment. When that should be the norm for all of us, we should be showing those moments when we're, we suck at the piano. And then a month later, this is my check-in. I'm getting a little bit better and I still suck. A year later, I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm, I, I'm not on suck as much as I did 11 months ago. We should be able to show that, especially in an era where people want that kind of entertainment, but we don't. And we la- And a lot of people, like they'll laugh at me when I'm, because I'm a verified account, which why I, I go to that idea of not, not being, I'm nothing and I'm nobody because that that humbles me. They look at my, my my social media verification and my numbers and they're like, there's only 40 people in this live stream. And I'm like, thank you. I'm glad there's only 40 people because those only 40 people to you, I'm, it's abundance to me because I know how to be grateful. I know how to handle that. If I can't handle that blessing, I don't deserve 80. If I can't handle 80, I don't need 160. Yeah. And I surely don't need any more than that. And so I'm grateful for where things are at. And we only have what we need. How much money we're making is only dependent upon how much we have deemed somewhere in our mind what we need. And we won't make a cent more than that. Right. Until we decide that, okay, I need this. And it has to, when it's a need, everything shifts in your life. What time you go to bed, what time you wake up, how long you work on your work, how, you know, the idea and concept of work, what what it really is. So embrace these moments, embrace this pain, embrace the confusion, embrace all of this, because and at the end of it, it has to be. It has to be. When you're rock bottom, Les Brown says, if you're going to fall to rock bottom, make sure you fall on your back. Because if you can look up, at least you can get up. Mm-hmm. So embrace this. Let it happen. Fall. Fall. If you're falling, let it happen. Because I'm telling you, this is exactly the reason why you're going to win. You're not going to win when things are happy and comfortable and everything is just honky-dory and everything's good. You're not going to make the best beats of your life when you're tr- when you're trying to make the best beats of your life. It's going to be when you sit down and you're like, I don't know what I want to make going to make something and then it comes and it sneaks up on you so that's my that's 
the last thing I wanted to add to what you just said, because that speaks to me is, is, is you, you need this. You should be grateful. Like if you believe in God, that's the moment you say, God, thank you. Thank you for, for, thank you for uh, showing me that I'm ready for this. Because yeah. you don't get anything that you can't handle. I wanna, How do I know that? Because you literally lived through everything that you've already experienced today. If you're yeah. here, you've lived through your worst already. Yeah. Yo, I'm, and I want to add to that, um, uh, you know, our audience is, we got, you know our audience. Our mm-hmm. audience is all over the place. Um, but we have a lot of outside of the box thinkers. So I, I even want to say, I've thought about this too, because um I, I definitely fancy myself a scientist. Um, I'm, I go in on stuff like that. I love anal- analyzing stuff. I want to say this. Even if you are in a place where you are unable to define what your spirituality is, right? Mm-hmm. There is a universal truth that is now scientifically backed. That the breaking down of anything is what causes the building of anything stronger. There is no, it, it is just the way things go. Yeah. Here's the simplest one. It's just like going to the gym. When you're going to the gym, you're not building muscle. You're shredding your muscles first. You're breaking them down so that they can grow. There is nothing in the universe that doesn't work this way. And I, I always want because I know people. Uh, I, I'm I'm a very spiritual person. I've had many conversations with with fans about this who sure. are atheists. I, there's fans who are atheists of this show, um, sure. and we talk about God all the time. But I and that for me was a cool thing because it started to challenge me on like, yeah, wait a minute, let me think about what am I saying? Is it is it? Can I back this up? Can it, are there? Yeah. And yes, yeah. you fucking can back it up. There is nothing in the universe that doesn't build in that manner. From the smallest cells to planets, it's how things work. So, again, if you're in that place where you're like, man, what are you trying to make sense of your pain, right? Because I think yeah. that's what it is. It's the simplest way to say it. I think we try to make sense of the pain. Um, here's an easy way to make sense of that pain is it is necessary. It's If you're going through it, it's necessary. It's, you have to go through that. You have to go Whatever through you're it. feeling. And, and don't exert all your energy towards mm-hmm. trying to understand it either because yep. there's, there's – I mean you make so many great points about it and it reminds me of a story that I have a buddy of mine, um, marketing genius that you know I've known uh-huh. for years since I went to college. And one thing he told me one time you know, because he trains – he does uh, – hypnosis for ufc fighters right on. okay so that's that's his his profession that's dope he has a really high success rate with it too and he's hypnotized me a few times no you've and, you've gotten it done oh man i, oh, I want to do this that point, so bad. like yeah I, I man i could definitely point you in the right direction of some right stuff that you can even go to sleep to um that is good for that but uh i highly believe in hypnosis the same way that i believe that mm-hmm. marketing is part hypnosis that's why we see billboards sure. seven times and then we're hip to hypnotized into buying certain mm-hmm. brands but uh he told me one time a story about um how a boxer was told by his trainer he said uh envision yourself getting in a fight he said you're in a fight and he says, uh, the guy just punched you in the eye and you lost, you're losing vision. Like it's really bad in that one eye. He says, what are you doing? He says, uh, my next move is I'm trying to regain uh, my sight so I can, you know, have a fair, so it's equal again. He's like, wrong. And he says, what do you mean wrong? He says, I can't fight with one eye. He says, yes, you can. And he said, now that eye, he said, the reason why you can is because now that eye has a superpower 
that two of them couldn't give you. That I now becomes your superpower. Mm. And he says, instead of exerting your energy towards trying to get vision back in the other eye, you should have sat there with that one eye and said, now I have super, uh, now I have a super eye. I still got two hands. Um, I still got all the other elements. Like I still got my feet. Instead of focusing on what you don't have and trying to repair that, if you look at what you do have, that literally is what's going to keep you in the fight. And he said, maybe perhaps another round, the eye vision comes back just enough for you to go whoop the guy's ass. But it's not going to happen if you're like, oh, my God, man, I, yeah, his eye yeah. is really bothering me. Oh, my, I got to fix this because it's an unfair advantage. Oh, man, sweat's getting in my eye. Now you're exerting energy that could have been towards you doing a one-two combination and hitting this dude which, which, with the one good eye. And I think a lot of us operate life like that is that we focus so much on the minor things that are truly minor things and not minor things and that the things that we ignore that can hurt us later, but things that truly in the big picture of who we are and the big picture of what we want to accomplish, we know that they're minor things. A lot of it falls into the social media category, uh, depending on what we do. Uh, a lot of it falls into the things that are just mindless entertainment, things that take away from the thing that actually brings us joy and actually moves the needle for us professionally. Um, you know, like I said, depending on what realm you're in, because some people, they do need the social media in order to do that. Sure. But we know it. We know it innately. We know the things that we're like, damn, look at my 14 hours of screen time. I know I didn't exert that all towards work. You know what I'm saying? I should have been doing, <laughs> making a beat or whatever the case may be. And I've been there. That's why I know. Yeah. But I say that to say, uh, instead of, and even that conversation, like, oh my God, look at all this time I spent. That's causing you to do what I think has been the central theme of our entire conversation today, which is your superpower, every human being's superpower, if you want to know right here, it's what it is. It's our ability to stay in this exact moment that we're in right now. Your ability to stay in the moment is your superpower. It's the same superpower that Michael Jordan harnessed. Michael Jordan says something in that Last Dance documentary I think really resonated with me in that, you know, beyond him being, you know, this maniac of a competitor, this disrespectful competitor at times, <laughs> um, he, he says something that, you know, one of his teammates was like, "Do you ever? are you ever afraid of missing a shot? And he was like, what sense does that make? Why would I concern myself about a shot that I haven't even took yet? And I was like, damn, that's a lot of us in life is that we're like, I don't want to launch my podcast because I don't want to do YouTube because everybody's saying that it's dead. And, and, and what if I get on there and I embarrass myself? What if I, you know, my audience from this social media doesn't migrate over here and you're worried about a shot you haven't even took yet? That's a wrong exertion of energy. That's a wasteful Ooh. exertion of energy. I heard that and I was like, that's right in line with everything. E everything that I have found success in the last six, seven months came off of the strength of if I'm thinking about it, it's already too late. I should have already been doing it. Making a beat. If I think to myself, man, it would be so dope if I added some toms, it's too late. I should have just went and got the toms and dragged it into my FL studio and just went. Man, I wonder how, how some certain pianos would go. I wonder if I played the high keys, it's too late. I should have been having fingers to keys and just doing it. And the more we can get into that place, I'm reading a book called The Five Second Rule, which says there's actual science that backs us resetting our brain and just doing something. Something happens. Something really special happens. Yeah. Counting down five, four, three, two, one is more than just something you do to a child who's being bad, right? Five, four, three, two, one does something to us uh, uh, neurologically that resets our focus. Uh-huh. Because our brain says, wait, 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 what's going on? What are we doing? 
it resets us and saying five, four, three, two, one, go. And then going on the go, um, it has an opportunity to almost clean the palate for a second or overthinking brains. You clean it and go. So my five count is now a three count because my, my mind's been moving way too fast. So that's good. So that means that I literally have no time to think myself out of my decision. Every one of our decisions is the basis of the book. Every single one of our decisions throughout the day of the things that we do or don't do or should do or shouldn't do is based upon a five second window. Every wow. one of them. You I think, think about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I want to say the I read that the Navy SEALs use this technique as well. They okay um, in their training. Makes yeah, sense. yeah. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's it's not the first time I've heard about the five second rule. But what is the name yeah. of the book? Uh, the five second rule by Mel Robbins. I got it right down here, actually. Dope. So I'm I'm still digging my way through it. And shout to you, Mel uh, Robbins. Yeah, shout out to Mel Robbins because um she had a had an interview that made me want to check her book out on a, a podcast or YouTube series called The Impact Theory, and she said something that oh, I know it well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, right. And she says something that really like kind of kind of made me question everything that I was doing as a uh as a YouTuber, teacher, mentor. She said motivation is crap. She said inspiration is crap. And her explanation was that, you know, motivation and inspiration is no different than going to a Red Bull for energy. Yeah, it can give you something in the short term, but eventually you'll burn out and it's not long lasting. Right. Um, the things that we're excited about last only for a short window of time. The things that we're enthusiastic about, that's oh, why enthusiasm so is so important. That that you know what enthusiasm says for us as creatives? It says, damn, like I hate <laughs> like like I, I hate the process of uh uh organizing this beat or writing this song. Like writing songs takes a long time for me as an artist. Oh my god, I can't stand it. But I'm pretty damn lucky for me to be having to be bored with something as amazing as writing a song. <laughs> I'm I have the ability to write a song. It's yeah. pretty freaking amazing that I can create something from pure scratch or from music and just today I could sit here, make a beat, make a song, put it out tomorrow, and then have it out there in the world. Some yeah. people can't do any of that until they get with the engineer or get with the producer. I can do that right now. With I have the ability to do that, and it will be something that's really good. Um, that's enthusiasm that says, you know, it sucks, but God, these are great problems to have. Enthusiasm will drive you right through those things that seem tedious and boring. Um, because overall, big picture, you're glad to have these problems. Wait, so enthu so enthusiasm hits in your mind, right? And then you're, yeah. you now within three seconds decide whether, like walk me through the process. So, Say so enthusiasm it, hits it, you, it, boom. So, so, so enthusiasm, so this, uh -huh. it kind of plays into this book, but this is something that's an extension of something I took from the book as well. Yeah. Enthusiasm is the foundation. Many people make their foundation motivation. I'll make beats when I'm motivated. I'll make songs when I'm inspired. And when that's your foundation, it's faulty ground because what happens, you know, inspiration can come from anywhere or you can feel like nothing inspires me anymore. That's yeah. faulty foundation. Anything can change. But if you're enthusiastic about, I am an artist. I have something that everybody who's quarantined at home does not have the ability to express themselves. Don't even have hobbies. A lot of them don't. And without work and without friends, they have nothing to be excited about or complain about. Their lives are literally just Netflix or, or things that that's their expression. Uh, they don't have this instrument. So Overall, big picture, foundation. I'm a lucky bastard. I get to make music, right? I have the I have, I've been given the privilege 
right? Musicians privilege to express myself through music. So no matter what issues come, no matter what problems come, I'm a lucky dude or a lucky lady uh, to have these kind of problems. So enthusiasm says you don't got to like every second of it, but damn it, you you love the foundation and you love the, the big umbrella of it. You love having these problems. You'd rather have these problems than some other problems. So the five second rule, what it does is it it helps to quiet the inner dialogue, right? The inner dialogue that is mostly driven by emotion. The one that does say, I don't feel like doing this today. Right. Or I'm just not. The five second rule says, leave no time for you to, to outthink yourself or talk yourself out of doing it. This morning, I did not feel like getting on the treadmill and running. But I said, five, four, three, two, one, go. And I picked up my bag, went downstairs, put my shoes on and started walking. The walk turned into a run. The run turned in from 15 minutes to 30 minutes to 35 minutes. And before I knew it, it was over with. But had I sat there and said, oh, God, I got to go get my shoes. My ankle does hurt a little bit. Man, like I got to take a shower. Oh, man, 10 o'clock. I got to get on here in the interview. Five seconds. This whole thing is done with. That's five seconds right there. So uh, it's really about us uh, resetting our brain, having a tool that helps to reset our brain, and then also to getting to action, having a bias towards action. Uh, There's something that that she highlights called, uh, I think it's called the Lotus Effect. Uh um, Have you heard heard of that? No. So the Lotus Effect, I think it's called the Lotus Effect. There's another word attached to it that may be, I may be getting that wrong, but I think it's called the Lotus Effect where... Uh, you know, people who've done research have found that we are the most happy when we feel we are in control of our lives, yeah. in control of our success, in control of our ultimately our destiny. And the way that you achieve that control is having a bias towards action, a, a complete bias towards action. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you feel like you don't have the resources for it, you just go. And then whatever happens on the other end of that, well, it happens because you actually put something into action. So having a bias towards action is what unlocks the lotus effect that allows us to have the ultimate control over our lives. Because we don't feel like we have control when we're laying on the couch thinking about what we should be doing. Time is passing and we're not getting it done at all. We're not doing even anything that's going to push us in that direction. Yes, thinking is important. Doing is more important. So how'd you get to three seconds? Other than being that you're a crazy It wasn't person. conscious. It wasn't <laughs> conscious. Like, it really wasn't conscious. It was a fact that my brain, like, as much as folks listen to me talking, and like, man, like, you must do, do, a, do a, lot of, a lot of reading. I do a lot more thinking than anything yeah. else. And yeah. that works against me a lot, too. Because yeah. anything that I think I know, there's another part of my brain that can outsmart that. That yeah. has the, the, the emotional capacity and the intellectual capacity to out-talk myself out of it. Like, yeah, yeah, you could tell them that on the podcast, Curtis, but when it's time to actually do it, you know, how you feel is how you feel. Your sciatic nerve, you know, you you still got that, Curtis. You still want to work out? I know you you pumped yourself up on social media. You still want to do that? Like, I still have that voice. Yeah, It's still there, but the only thing is I've realized that um, I'm an overachiever, one, and, and two, I've realized that the faster that I push myself to action, the happier I am and the, uh, the, the better outcomes occur. But the moment that I'm sitting here obsessing and overthinking and, and, and I'm getting to my old habits, uh, the more unhappier I am. And that's why I, I keep pointing back to, to the end of 2009 because I wasn't doing anything, man. I wasn't making no music. I wasn't doing my daily workshops. I wasn't 
It was like, well, what is what am I doing? Why do I have a studio? What were you doing? Here. So when I asked that question, I was knee deep in depression. Yeah. I was doing nothing. I was laying, I was sitting down, laying on the couch, yeah. watching TV. That's all, that's really what it was. Like I, it wasn't, there was no, there was no motivation or inspiration enough to get me off the couch. And so I just got to a point where, you know, my son is, he was, he's still growing up. He's still running around, but I could not feel so grateful for him that it got me out of my depression. If I'm being honest with you, mm-hmm. I looked at him, I was appreciative of him, but it still didn't get me out of my depression. And so I started to say, you know what? Well, let's just do the bare minimum, right? Because if you don't do something at some point in time, you're going to go get a job because you're not doing any of the things that open up your sources of income. What are you going to do? You still got stuff to pay for. At the time, my wife didn't have her business as she has it now. And so that pressure was on me, but it was like, I just didn't feel the necessity to do anything. So after breaking myself down, like you said earlier, breaking myself down to, to, to that lowest point, started watching TED Talks, right? And um, there was one TED Talk, I forget her name, but she was talking about those who are in the midst of doing a career change. And I was watching it and she said, uh, everybody in the audience, the profession you have today, can you imagine yourself doing it in 30 years? And a room got silent because most folks... They didn't, they didn't imagine themselves to, in 30 years. And I asked yeah. myself the same question. Can I see myself on YouTube, rappers and music producers, <laughs> at 55, 65? Like, is that really where I want? Like, this is really what I want to be doing, even within my, my private community. Is this really how I want to operate things? Or do I see things elevating to another level? And so when I had that dialogue, when I, when I listened to those TED Talks, that got me back into reading. And the first person I started reading was an author named Ryan Holiday. And he, I, I bought like four of his books, obstacle or three of his books, Obstacle is the Way, Stillness is the Key, uh, Ego is the Enemy. And I read them all in a row. And in reading those books, I got exposed to the, the, the philosophies of stoicism. And it blew my mind, Chris, when I saw how much we have in common with the stoics and the way that they react to when things happen. I thought that it would, I thought that I was an indifferent human being uh, or that I was being insensitive when I had a, it is what it is mentality about things. Come to find out there's an entire, (laughs) an entire stoicism philosophy built around the concept of not getting too high on the highs and too low on the lows, but appreciating them, appreciating them both for what they are. Through his books, I was exposed to stoicism through doing readings of Marcus Aurelius um, uh, and more of the Stoics, I started realizing how far that family tree goes and how much it spans through multiple races, multiple backgrounds, yeah. g- uh, genders, and and uh, uh, orientations, all that. It went, sh- and I started realizing, wow, I am a part of that lineage of Stoicism. And seeing that helped me to understand why in times when people are like, you're not angry? Why I could honestly say to them, you know, no, I'm disturbed, but I'm observing it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I can be angry at something, and 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 be conscious enough not to let that anger consume me. They've done studies that said when you and I are at our angriest, if we were to take a a a take a a, a spoonful of blood and feed it to a pig, the pig would die on sight because of the acid that is in our blood. Wow. It's not killing nobody and hurting nobody except for us. Yeah. Is anger necessary to get action? Sure is. It's driven a lot of people. 
But in the long run, it's going to do us more damage. And some people have already made the decision that they're okay with that, even if it is their own demise. And I salute them for that. But I just want to make sure that people are aware. All that anger that runs through our blood and our body hurts us so much more than anybody else. And so what's what's more productive than anger is having the ability to observe yourself first and having the ability to observe what's going on and seeing what is my role in this and and how how can i best contribute with the capabilities that i have with with what i how can i contribute if that means going outside and 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 protesting and and just standing with your peers do it right if that means running for you know local office do it if that means creating a a a song do it if that means you being you know, because even every revolution had a had a cookout. <laughs> they had a barbecue cookout. Like yeah. they they had a cookout, and at yeah. that cookout, they played music. You know, they they played the the folks of the day. Every like everybody has a role. Is what my point is. So, at the end of the day, um, that's that's I think the biggest thing that turned turned the corner because me getting exposed to stoicism got me exposed to. Uh, the necessity of going and talking to somebody and getting therapy. Therapy exposed me to meditation. Meditation exposed me to myself. Exposed me to myself attracted me to the teachings of Muji. That attracted me to having a reason to listen to more Muji in the morning, which was to take morning walks. The morning walks led to me having a mind full of ideas and nowhere to put it. So that led me to journaling. Journaling led me to getting more clarity of my thoughts. Having more clarity of my thoughts inevitably led me to where I'm at right now. Wow, man. So it all plays. It all it that's why I believe life happens for us always. It's always happening for us and not to us. What do you what do you feel like you are now or do you feel like you are now equipped um because you have all these tools now, right, that you weren't mm-hmm. using prior. When you look at your future now, are you more are you getting closer to that place where you're like okay, I'm in control of my future no matter what? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, and, and I think that, that I, I don't say that, you know, sarcastically, mm-hmm. I, I say that in that that's what keeps me in the moment. Got you. Is that I, I, uh, I who was it that said it? Um, I forget his name. Um, but it's a, it's a philosopher that said, when we think about the past, it brings us pain. When we think about the future, it brings us anxiety. When we're living in the present, we're happy. Um, that anytime I, uh, is it, is it Lao Tzu? I forget how you pronounce his name, but um, always post it anytime I see it. And uh, I believe that a lot of people don't like that, that quote because a lot of people are living in the past of what happened to them. Right. And that's what's causing them pain. A lot of people are anxious, especially now. And you have every right to be. I'm not trying to judge anybody. You have every right to be anxious about the future and what's going on because there's a lot of stuff that just keep popping up. When the bottom of our 2020 list of things to worry about are killer hornets, we're in a pretty interesting time, right? Um, but <laughs> but aside from that, um, you know, I, I I I think we just we just we 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 have to realize that the answer to every question, the answer to every problem lives literally in what are you going to do right now about it? Because if not, you're just literally moving moving the uh the uh the goalposts you're just moving it to place to place until you feel like, until you realize no step over right now and you get the first down but we keep reviewing the play reviewing the play reviewing the play no just make a step right now and it's a first down no 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 i got to review it i got to review it i got to review it no 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 
step over and it's a first down. But I don't think we see that because we're, we feel like, you know, it, uh, uh, where we ultimately want to be is so far away. But what, what, we're, what we ultimately want to be, we already are. We just got to clear the lens up in front of us. We already are that. Man. Something more we can be. It's just who, it's, we, it's who we've been the whole time. <laughs> man. That's it. I can't. Man. I, this is why I love these. Con- I needed this conversation too. But... <laughs> Whoo! Um, let me. Uh... <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's why you're the only person I can come here and talk like this with too. Um, okay, you know? so let me talk to you about some. Uh, whoo! That was great. Um, <laughs> what are you done with? Uh, beat battles. I took a break. Mm-hmm. That last one got weird. I watched. I watched uh, it. It was. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know what I, it was very, there were, I wasn't familiar with dude, by the way, what was his name? Right. Busy works beast. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with him. Um, but I, I decided to, obviously I looked at it and I was like, what, what is going on here? It was weird. I saw you, um, I heard on your podcast, you, you know, you talking about it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so I ended up going and watching the battle. That was a very confusing, it was hard to watch. It was hard to be in, <laughs> uh, especially you know you know the culture we come from. You've yeah. been around these back battles, and you you know what I'm saying like you know this. Yes. You know how we take our music. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what that is in retrospect, and 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 why I'm actually I've gone from being angry and irritated mm-hmm. about how that went down, and even embarrassed to be associated with with such a clown show that that turned into, because it went far beyond just the battle itself. There was four-hour videos that dude made about why I'm a liar and what I said about the beat battle. And uh, it's just, it was, I got so sloppy. Other people got involved and gave their opinions and their two cents. And, um, you know, here's two things that I realized about that battle. That battle was more so about internal issues not being addressed first. Uh Um, And it was just an opportunity for those internal issues uh, to be expressed in a public sense. Uh, and uh, it was more so on his end. Uh-huh. You know, there was a lot of things underneath the foundation that he never talked to me about. And he waited until that opportunity to quote unquote play chess. And a lot of things that as I, as I watched that, that, that battle, I see it from a different lens. Yeah. But also too, aside from all that, because that, I mean, in, 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 in retrospect, that is between he and I, right. and we had a discussion and I made the decision. I said, I think it's best that we don't do any more business from here on out because mm. uh, that's not the way that I communicate. I value personal relationships. And I don't like the way that this played out. If this was something that was a valued personal relationship, we'd have a conversation aside from the stuff that's happening on the internet, which we weren't having. So, and I tried to initiate that and I was, I wasn't given that. Yeah. So uh, aside from that, what I do appreciate is the fact it showed me that somebody can be as knowledgeable as he is about music. Uh, Cause a very knowledgeable guy. He's a very intelligent guy about the, the program that is FL studio. There's no denying it. He's one of the biggest names that anybody knows in a producer community about FL studio, but that does not mean that we all love our music the same or express our mm-hmm. love in the same way. There is no way that you'll catch me doing any of the antics and this doesn't make me a better person. This just makes me Curtis King or Dewan Howard. Um, there's no way that you catch me making a clown or show or a mockery out of something like beats. 
because I came from the LA beat scene. I know what that was. I seen the DBICs. I seen, mm-hmm. you know, the Flying Lotus. I seen all of these folks that that took their art supremely serious. Um, even if they didn't take themselves too serious, they took their art serious. You could tell when you heard it and the presentation of it meant everything. I've been in battles with these guys. I've seen the J businesses. I've seen the A3s. I've seen the Oh Gosh Leotis. I've seen Captain. I've seen all these folks that, you know, uh, Phase Rock. And I've seen all of these folks that really like, you can tell the love was at the forefront of everything with the culture right. and they expressed it in that way. That battle to me exposed me to myself and how much I still love music, how much I still have that energy running through my veins, that competitive energy, but also to yeah. that, 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 that week before I was doing sessions from 8am to 6am, 8am till 6am, wow. 22 hours out of the day were spent between me having breaks, eating and, and drinking water or whatever and eating food and coming back and making beats or adding another element to the same beat. I didn't have that existence within me in years and probably never to that level. But here I was at 35 capturing that. Wow. That battle because of how much trash talking he was doing and all that, that lit something in me and it made me realize like, yo, you really still love this. And... um. I needed that. I didn't realize I needed that. Wait, so, so leading uh, leading up to the battle, were no. you like going into it? Were you like, this is a possibility of something that could happen? Like what happened? No. Did you think I like, I, yeah. I, I, I did not anticipate any of that going on. We had one conversation, two conversations, one in a DM and one via text when he uh, initially uh, challenged me to a battle and I was in the midst of getting ready for my battle with Oh Gosh. Mm-hmm. And the, the gist of the text was, yeah, we should battle. And, you know, it didn't seem like it was anything too serious. And then um, I did a live stream and he jumped in and he mentioned the fact that he would be doing some memes and kind of big up in the, the battle. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's no big deal. Like, I'm sure they'll be respectable because we still are doing work with each other. We've done business with each other since 2014. Uh-huh. I don't anticipate it getting disrespectful, but it did. And, and there were some things that were said that were like, even if I don't feel a certain way about it, I think that you did it hoping that I would feel a certain way. Gotcha. And it feels like it's open season on me for two weeks before the battle even occurs for you to be able to say whatever you want and hide it behind the fact that it's just a friendly battle. It, we, nobody's serious about these things. Right. Calling my music outdated, saying I make trap beats from 2014, like saying all these different things. And I'm like, say what's on your chest, but like, don't hide behind this. Say what's really on your mind. And it wasn't being expressed. And then I didn't even want to get into that. I just wanted to, I said, you talking too early. You need to focus just on the music. And I'm assuming that he's doing all this talking because he got a whole lot of music. He's doing videos like, oh, I'm back on my MPC. This guy doesn't even know what he's got. I'm getting ready to destroy him. He dedicates a week to to content about beat battles. Mind you, he'd never been in one before. Dedicates a week to it. He's making videos talking about how he's going to destroy me. You, oh, you, you're waking in the beast inside of me that didn't did not need to be waking up. I'm, I'm a father now. I'm in a different headspace. You don't got to wake me up. Don't you don't got to. I'm going to bring it. You don't have to worry about that. I just hope that you're exerting the same energy that you are towards bringing my brand down or talking down to my brand with to the music. And that's what I made the assumption of. Nobody that knowledgeable about FL Studio is going to come in there and have step. At least I thought. Right. And, uh, the battle went. And I, when I walked in the room, and I should have known better, when he started the battle with a red oven mitt and, and, a, and, and a wrestling 
uh, 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 belt around. And he just, I was like, oh, this is a show. So what you see me in that battle do is get progressively more and more irritated with the fact that. Oh, I could tell. I can, I mean, I know you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought, dude, honestly, at the beginning, this is, and this is maybe, I yeah. don't know if you've had this perspective yet, because I'm not in that community. So I don't, right. the, I know it through you. So I was watching it. And so I went in there thinking, like, this is Curtis's home. Because I just watched the Oh Gosh one, and that was so fun to watch. And oh, it was, my God. It was, so it was fun, amazing, yeah. right? But I know you guys are really good friends. And I thought, Oh, you just know, you know, this dude, because I didn't, I was like, well, cause if he doesn't know him like that, if they're not like super, super homies, what yeah. the fuck is happening right now? I cause just... I thought this dude was like a super serious, like beaten, like that's what I thought. And yeah. then he played the first beat and I'm dude, I'm not a critic by any means, but I, I was sure. just like, Oh, okay. I think they're, I think Curtis, Kurt's in on it. Maybe they're just playing. And this is going to build. And as it slowly started going, I was like, oh, Kurt's demeanor is not changing. Oh, it's getting worse. He don't even yeah. want to be here anymore. You could tell. Because I'm like, I feel like, I feel like, like, it's almost like being in a boxing match. And you can have friendly, like, we all play video games mm -hmm. with the homies. We can all have yeah. friendly competitions. That's steal, what I thought it was you know? going to be like. I thought it was. That's what it was with yeah. me and Oh Gosh. That right. to me, with me that's and Oh exactly Gosh, what even, it was like. even me and Wonka, which was the first battle, uh -huh. those battles are. I respect your talent. This yeah. is why we're even battling. I yeah. respect your talent. I respect you. And I would never do anything to demean you. Even if it's just some slight talking before, it's never to mm -hmm. demean you. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we got to have some kind of working relationship afterwards. Um, right. You're just shooting is. hoops. You're just, just shooting shoot. hoops. Exactly. That's all and nobody, want, nobody wants to be able to be like, man, remember that time I beat you 40 to nothing? Like, yeah. that's not what it, but it, it felt like. It felt like getting into a boxing match um, with somebody who is getting hit and they're just getting hit bad and they're turning around to the audience and they're doing this, they're like the running of victory. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And it's like, you're not even acknowledging the fact that you're getting ready to get knocked out in this battle. And it's almost like you don't even take it serious. And so there were certain things like subtle things that, you know, I've spoke about it, like this, the, the whole idea of him deciding to launch um, a music producer union in the midst of this conversation when I was a part of um, a group of me and my boy Epic uh, uh, that were looking to start a music producer union. Now that has, that since, you know, kind of got put on ice, but we were very vocal about doing that within an online space. He decides to release that in the middle of that battle, which led me to start thinking like, so this is more than you just trying to big up the show. This is more than the battle. This is an opportunity for you to stun on me. Then as I'm starting to lay into him, and I'm starting to talk stuff. He says, you know, things like, um, you know, uh, you know, you guys already know what it is. The plaque on the wall, YouTube, 700,000 subscribers. And I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity for you to basically use a public form to shit on me. Right. And right, you've right. done it for the last two weeks. And I don't know why you do this. I assume it's because you think I'm some kind of threat or because you think that I have done you wrong. And there's other things behind the scenes that now, since he's been more vocal on other platforms, I'm starting to understand where it's coming from. But it doesn't excuse the fact that I just felt like my time was wasted. So I said, you know what? For the next few weeks, I'm going to do content. Because people ask me questions. They didn't know that I battled like that. They didn't know that I had that in me. I use the next few weeks to, to make that work mean something. Because if you looked at the battle, it didn't feel like it, mean, it meant anything. 
Yeah. Like I, I made these beats for a competitor that never showed up. Yeah. And um, you know, it's almost like training for 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 a year to fight somebody that's just like just making a mockery of the whole thing. But but correct me if I'm wrong. I I I'm watching it, and there was times where you he plays something, and then you play a beat, and he would at least as a watcher, and maybe he didn't mean to do this, mm-hmm. but it seemed like he acknowledged he was losing, like. He acknowledged, like, uh, like, okay, and then he would try to play something, and he would know that this next beat that he's playing is kind of like a joke beat. You know, it seemed like that's what it was. I, I, but but, but here's a perspective, and I uh-huh. understand that perspective now. But did, what, did back, you feel that? Did you no, feel like no, he knew? No, he, no, oh, okay, no, no, no. Okay. I, 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 I was here. I was like, all the talking that you did beforehand. Yeah. All the talking that you did leads me to believe that you're you're playing. Uh, uh, you're playing uh, pool shark with me right now. Like yeah. you're getting me to believe that, oh, he's gonna bring that stuff so I can bring my 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 grade C stuff, and he's setting me up. That and was my it, whole demeanor, and, and I kept waiting happened. for the setup, and it never happened. And by the time, it's why the, at the end of it, you know, I cut that video up, and yes, I did add my original audio, and I kept his towards the cell phone phone uh-huh. uh, 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 quality because it wasn't even worth me to. At that point in time, I was so pissed, I didn't even want him to reach out to him and and, and put them beats up there because I was like. No, you got to relive this because you need to understand the damage that you've done. Um, even with somebody being within the culture, like this, this looks like this looks like vulturous. It looks like somebody who is not of the culture who jumps in here and makes a mockery of something because they don't understand it. If you have respect for the culture as it is, you don't do that. Yeah. And, and maybe that's just me being a purist and I'm OK to, to take that title. Um, but I just love it so much that I'm like. Anybody? Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Didn't come in there and was like, I already know that I'm I'm more you know talented musically than than Curtis. Like that's not even a competition. I'm gonna just play whatever. Like he brought heat that I was like, that's exactly what you expect when you battle an old gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that elevates the challenge in you. And so it just, I, I I I did not like that aspect of it. I did not. We didn't have a dialogue. There was no plan for all this. It just was like so much stuff was getting revealed to me. Um, I came to find out that I have befriended brands that he has issues with. Um, and, and, and as I'm watching the battle, I start to look, he's pulling lyrics from songs that I haven't even heard off of Raging Waters in years and talking about, you know, family business is family business, but what do you do when your family becomes hostile? These are from a very personal place that he's putting this in front of beats that are, you know, you can call them whatever you want to call them. But these are very personal jabs at this point in time, and he's using us as a platform in front of all these people to try to belittle me or try to get back at me. And so that was the energy that I had, even like now as I think about it, like I, I kind of get filled back up with that, 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 uh, that energy with it. But I bring myself back into a place that I realize I have been on, I, not on fire, I've been flowing ever since then. That helped me to hack my flow state on a regular basis. That's and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that circus being what it was because it let people understand who I am, the, the person that y'all have known for years that the internet didn't because all they knew was a smiling guy on the YouTube and all of that who made okay beats. Uh, they don't know about the, the, they don't know about the roots before. <laughs> Eddie uh, said, Eddie said, you know, Eddie, our producer, Eddie yeah, said, yeah. uh, He's like, uh, he's like, I feel like people just realize that uh, Curtis will sock somebody if he has to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bar. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. They, they and and that's okay that they they see me in a way, and I'm glad that they they see me as not 
Yeah, because you ain't trying to put that out there like that, but it's not. But at the same time, like, don't forget, like, yeah. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to like big up myself. Like anybody can get knocked out, I can get knocked out. But yeah, I'm not afraid of getting knocked out, and I'm not afraid of throwing them if I need to throw them. At the end of the day, we're from Southern California, right? And and in Southern California, life is just a different pace. That if you don't adjust, you get crushed. Yeah, and all of us. Have got from San Diego to LA to Carson to IE. We all have a little bit of something, mm-hmm. right? Even the folks who represent like the blue collar or the folks that represent yeah. the more uh, financially set off, they even have a little bit of it because they yeah. got to drive in this traffic. They will. There's a go. lot of stuff out here that just kind of like trains you to 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 defend yourself, and that's something I haven't always been comfortable with wearing because I thought it made me out to be super confrontational, but it was like no, like. You need that, yeah. And now I understand the necessity of having it because now I get a troll to come in there, and I'm, I'm I will address a troll in <laughs> a minute. And I, I used to be like, will. oh, but you know what though? And, and you said something that resonated with me because you were like, can't remember the same exact words. You remember what you told me about uh, about addressing that energy? You told me something. Uh, you came to my house one time. You oh, that you're going to be answering them forever, like you're forever. Be, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, here's sort of where I've come to that place because what you said resonated with me and it still stands with me and it gives me the the perfect imbalance that I need. Um, Here's where I'm at with that now is that I think that, and I'm not saying you gave me this advice, but I think a lot of people have the mindset of ignore the negativity and focus only on the positivity and that's going to make things good. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and, and stoicism has helped me understand why that's still an imbalance and that, there's a necessity for both sides to be It's equal. a necessity. Yeah. If I'm driving down the freeway right now full speed and I'm wondering about, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to get home. Oh, man, I got ice cream in the, in the freezer. Oh, man, my wife is waiting on me, my son. And I'm not focused on the negativity in terms of the traffic or the five-pile car, car pile up in front of me. I'm going to run headfirst into there focusing on the positive. Yeah. And even when you hyper-focus on the positive, you start to see certain things that are not so positive in the positive. So you can't run away from it. So I think now my thing is this. If I value both the negative and the positive truly, some people will get a response. Some people will get blocked. Yeah. If I, if I appreciate the positivity equally, some people I'll say I thank you to. Some people I'll like their comments. Some people I won't give a response to at all, but it's nothing personal. Yeah. It's just a matter of a matter of this is just the 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 place that I find myself at, this stoic Curtis, the stoic place that I find myself at that allows me to truly appreciate them both and not look for either one. Because I know that I can't control it at the end of the day. I love that. And and I think that you've I mean, in since then, since we had that conversation, I definitely have seen you turn almost every single um, uh, pseudo-confrontation online into some sort of teaching moment. You're constantly doing that now, <laughs> which is super dope. Like that's super... They need to see that side, though, yeah, man. Yeah. Because that, and it puts people, when they think that you won't say nothing, and they think you won't, def- they, they think you won't stand up for yourself, Yeah, they go full force because they want to see, you, nobody can be positive like that all the time, which you really like. So then yeah. they dig deeper. Now what I found, though, Chris, and I want you to get to that to, to the end of that point for sure. But now what I found, the conversations are realer. And yeah. The, and the people who who only focus on the neck or the positive, they appreciate it because they're like, I don't agree with the language, but damn it, that's <laughs> I I understand why you acknowledge that. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely I can't see hold it. one higher than the other one. Yeah, I think um, I think when we initially talked about it, it was when it I felt like it was knocking you off. Oh sure, like yeah, it was diverting sure. you a little bit. And now, like I said, I, and, since, and that's the great point about that. That's a good pivot on that for sure. Yeah, since I've seen it now, like I said, like it really is. I dude, I love watching you go in on people in the <laughs> chat room now because yeah, I could see you genuinely having fun. Like you're like, oh, here's here's an opportunity. Like here's something that I'm gonna teach right now. Like and it's uh, and it's dope. Um, and man. sometimes it's not a teacher moment. I had somebody come into the YouTube the other day, and um, it's funny people throw throw they throw they stones and then try to hide their hand. Somebody <laughs> was like, somebody first comments are usually like first or what's up, Curtis? How you doing? Like they like genuinely human yeah, yeah, yeah. questions. Like did you they set you up though? People, people stuff that yeah. people would never say in real life, right? Because of, because they're hiding behind an icon. I gotta, I gotta call you out because you, you are begging for me the center of attention. So now, what happens is that I'm gonna hold you up as an example that I am still a human being and that I will address you in the same way. If if you said these words to me, it's the same way I would address it. It's no different. It's not no internet energy. It's the same energy if you meet me. I'm, I'm I can be really high intensity or I can be really calm and cool. But that's just the the, the perfect imbalance of any human being. So God jumps in there and he's like. Curtis is just covering up his neck uh, in the thumbnail to hide his double chin. Ha! And the first thing I, and, and first thing I said, instead of me being like, me like, oh, that's a good one, yeah. I said, what do you really feel like? I said, shut the f up. I said, shut up, shut up. I said, you can't even say hi. You come in here, say that, and then at the same time, say everybody hit their like button, thinking that was going to defuse it. No, now we got to make an example out of you. <laughs> and then it got to the point. He was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I just wanted your attention. Okay. Well then you got but, it in the same way that somebody who says something positive wants my attention. I, I give that to them. So why am I being biased about that? Because somebody says something that I thought was, was, was funny. Now I'm going to show you how funny I am. And in that point in time, you get to see, okay, there's not just some internet dude that's just going to block me. Like, like he actually engages me as a human being and sees the human being in me. I don't know what they take from, but that's, my intent, I should say. It's not an angry place. It's a place that's like, stop thinking about it because it's going to distract you when you're making beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you... Um, yeah. uh, so give me some pointers, man. Um, <laughs> I feel like this platform, so far what I've been doing, if this has been my... Um, this is how I've approached it so far. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch... I mean, we're not even at that place yet, but it, but it will be, I know. Um, For sure. The chat room... I don't like in this in this kind of dialogue. I don't I don't watch a chat room. I, I try not to even look at my phone or anything, right? Um, because I don't feel like this is that appropriate for for chats. But people jump in the chat. It is it it has. I'm I'm in that place because this is a new thing. This is yeah. for me. So I'm where in the past it would have um, distracted me, mm -hmm. right? Um, occasionally I'll see somebody write something and I'll be like, oh, that's. That's dope. Do I take the energy away, or like, how have you dealt with your chat room? Like, was that a was that a thing that worried you at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. It, not even at the beginning, like last year. It <laughs> okay. Super bothered me because I, as I'm making beats, imagine you're writing a song, and as you're putting lyrics together, somebody like because you know when you're writing lyrics, you're not really saying them out loud. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, if you're in the other room with other artists, right? Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like mumbling or off to yourself. Imagine. And a whole chat room inside your head watching through your eyes what you're writing and telling you why 
writing that and that line's not going to be as impactful <laughs> and why you should switch this up and why technically that doesn't make any sense because uh, uh, it's not matching syllables. And, and they're putting all these thoughts into your head that you already got your own uh, uh, sort of like order of thoughts uh-huh. that, that bring your art together. Now imagine putting them in there yeah. and it's full of people who already have bad habits that they're trying to transfer over to you. They don't like their own art. They don't like themselves. Now they're transferring that energy to you. That goes back to the five second rule. Five second rule tells me that if I harp on it for longer than two, five seconds and don't say something about it, and then, and I know it, it, it it's bothering me to a certain degree, at least to get a response, say something. Same way that if something positive bothers me enough to say, and I use the word bother in a very loose way, not to say that I'm irritated by being somebody saying something positive, but yeah. in the same way that I feel the necessity to say thank you and acknowledge everyone who says something positive, everybody don't have positive intent. <laughs> and it's just the, the truth about it. Some people say positive things because they know that they get a response. Right. Some people say negative things because they know to get a response. So if I hold them all into an equal place, it makes me feel like I can be more human. I can be more human in front of them. And one thing I found, though, the moment that I stop caring about what the chat is saying while I'm in the process of my art. This is your art right now, right? Yeah. The less I cared about it then, the better the response and the better the conversation became because they were experiencing me in my fluid state. Got Making it. a beat, fluid state. They're in awe. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. And then they're acknowledging the fact that hey, if that was me and I saw the things that were going on in this chat, I don't know if I could do this. Me understanding that if we switch places, most of them can't do what they crit- criticize. That's why they criticize. Oh, most people powerful. who are telling you, you know, what you're not capable of doing. Like somebody told me, uh, uh, if I'm being honest, Curtis, and I mean no disrespect, I don't think you're capable of making a hit. If you have the <laughs> ability and the time to tell me I don't, I'm not making a hit, you're not making a hit. Because you know who's not telling me that? People who are making hits. <laughs> somebody just said that? Like, who says that? <laughs> because they don't. The thing is, what I've learned: people don't like to see one person getting a lot of love. Yeah, of course. Nobody like this. There's, there's a lot of people who who they resent it because they feel like they're all the attention should be on them because they work really hard or they're really good at right. their craft. Or that you you're can, you you're know, literally taking something from them. Taking exactly. My think. blessings is yeah. their their downfall, or my blessings are putting them in a deficiency and that's mm-hmm. we know that's not the case right. they know it innately they know that the foundation is not the case but they don't want to acknowledge that because they acknowledge that that makes them look in the mirror and they don't like what they see in the mirror right 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 that's, but see i would not be able to know that had i not spent that time with myself had i not been able to look myself in the mirror and say no matter what anybody says about me it's nothing worse than the things that i have said about myself over the Ooh. last 35 years you can't you can't hold it yeah you literally Without can't hold a candle, okay, <laughs> <laughs> to the stuff that I've said about myself. Oh, man, you have no idea. I've said some ugly things about myself, and uh, you you can't compete with that. So when I come from that perspective and I'm making a beat, I don't even look at the chat, not because of a worry that somebody will say something negative, but because somebody will say anything that will take me out of this God-given gift called the flow state. Cool. The flow state, I feel like, is when we're in God mode. Yeah, and I don't I mean agree. God in the sense that we are God, but I feel like we're the most connected no, we are to God. It is God. I, that, that's is. where I've come with it. Boom. Like, uh, boom, there it is. Um, we we <laughs> were just having this conversation the other day about um the times we've seen God, right? And like I've mm-hmm. seen it, I've seen God in Rick Scales freestyling for an hour, 
where yeah, and, yeah, and it sounds like a song and i'm like yeah oh shit he's in that thing right now right mm-hmm. like eddie literally watched rick scales freestyle one time and it was amazing i remember it um we were on i think we were on tour with noah and okay. uh he was at a show. He and you know how he does. He'll just go off. He's like one of those dudes where it sounds like a fucking song when he's freestyling. Yeah. Um, he did. He did it when I did the B showcase out there for you. For, yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. He's seen that in live. Yeah. So you've seen it, and so Eddie literally. This really made me start like being just more appreciative of you know God all around us. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, is like Eddie's. Eddie was watching him, and he said, "Dude, I started to cry." And he's like, he was killing it too. He wasn't, it wasn't like an emotional thing. He's like, I was just like, oh, that's what it hit him. He was like, oh, that's what, that's what God is. Like he, cause, cause he's around creative people a lot. Right. And he's like, I'm always wondering, what are you guys talking about when that thing, you know, you guys are talking about that inspiration in, and I'm like, and I'm like, you, you have it too. Everybody has it. Like it's these moments of pure connection to that, to that source. You know what I mean? So, so let, let me let me play the devil's advocate on sure. something, and 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 this this may be a little bit controversial for anybody that that is that is listening to it. But um, in the same way that the God can exist within that freestyle, do you think that the God can exist even in the people who are talking about killing? I do. I feel it's, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to to to. to it is. You know what I'm saying? But but, but that that's that's and I think that's. Oh, you're such stoic. a stoic. <laughs> that's what stoicism brings me because now now i have to i have to call into like, like the, the biases that i and i'm not saying yeah. you have this bias but the biases that i've had i have to now sit here and say well let, what's the other end of this look like is there a pot when somebody gives me a criticism instead of immediately letting my ego be offended by it i let it sit for a second not digest it but enough to observe it clear enough to observe it i'm close enough to observe it to say okay i could can you see how somebody would feel that this beat is trash I could see how they would if they didn't like this kind of mm-hmm. music. I could make all kind of reasons why. Uh, do you feel it's trash? Not at all. Mm-hmm. So then what, what does it matter in, in the end? So, and that's what stoicism brings, but stoicism Absolutely. also makes me say, how can I believe that there's so much God running through my craft because I'm not talking about certain things. And when literally God moves through people's lives in different ways that God does things that we don't understand for a reason. Yep. How do I know that that's not, that's not the God through him moving that's saying, yo, instead of taking lives, instead of selling a product that can take multitudes of lives and kill multitudes of generations leadership in one drug addiction at a time, he's talking about these things and purging them out of his system so that one day he looks at his decisions and looks at the words he spread and what he said and said, I want to have a different legacy than this. But some people can't see themselves until they're until they're overboiling. You can't see water into a pot unless you look inside the pot or until the pot starts overboiling. Yeah. So some people need to overboil before somebody turns the fire down. And I think that a lot of artists are in that place where circumstances, society, um, you know, the 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 business at as at, in the state that it's in, they're boiling over and they're having to have a conversation about whether or not like forget as a creative, as a human being, as a man, is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? Yeah. Is this the most valuable thing to me? And, uh, whatever that decision is, I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's inevitable, not assuming I know it's always for the better, no matter what it is. Uh, but we have to have that dialogue, but not this, I, I, I just asked that question. Cause I'm, cause I'm like, I'm, I'm, 
now no, I'm like I, 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 I understand. I'm trying not to like I'm trying not to um <laughs> like I I want to I want to hear your talk. I definitely have yeah, the Stoics is a big thing with me. Um and that's why it doesn't surprise me that you're yeah. like you're um <laughs> but uh I'm going to send you some dope uh websites too on that. Um Please do. but uh yeah, I I, th- I think I've come to a point where at least in my life I've um I've realized it's just like existence is a is a circle, right? It, to me, this is how I'm picturing it in my head, right? Okay. Uh, and say like what we understand, what everybody understands as good or bad or whatever, evil, positive, negative, whatever. Mm-hmm. It exists. All of it exists along that circle, right? Yes. And yeah. when you come around to one end, you can go far enough that it becomes the other thing, right? Yeah. It's it's. Again, that's a science thing. That's not just like that's how the universe kind of works. It's so not just general philosophy and 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 wishy-washy yeah. ideology. That's this is what it. It just that's it. Just, it is what it is. That is just what it is. It's there. Yeah. That's how. Um, and so what I've been doing is um, this is this is a weird one, but I talked a little bit about it. I think on the first podcast, but hmm. I um, started taking a class on quantum physics. Okay. Just because I know what I know of quantum physics, right, has been mm. the thing that has has um, connected the science side to my spirituality. Because the mm. the farther you dig into quantum physics, you start to realize all these rules that we're talking about yeah. exist within quantum yeah. physics. All of them, every single one of them that we're talking about, right? right the circle, right. the what, the negative, the positive. It's it's. And like in the, in the simple terms, like you could talk about like how is killing bad? Well, not in parts of Africa that are how about people how about are not, trying to live. You know, how about like, not in the midi- How about not in the medieval times? Right when it was a matter of your 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 uh uh, uh tr- your tribe or your mm-hmm. city if they don't defend themselves they will be slaughtered and taken over and generations of generations will never see the light of day yep. if you don't defend how is it okay for us to read about this stuff and then have an absolute feeling feeling about no killing is is not right and then you get in a situation where you're a gun owner and somebody walks in your house at 4 a.m in the morning and you have your kids sleep and they're approaching your room and then you defend yourself I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the, the more that we are living in absolutes, the more that we're lying to ourselves. Yes. And I'm not trying to sit here and condone yeah. anything, but I think that no. everything has, has there are, there are multi-perspectives of everything. And, I'm, and mind you, I'm giving this from the lens that has not had somebody supremely close to me be killed. And God forbid that happens, you know, but I truly do believe that as angry as I would be, so much of how I feel now will stay consistent. Because I realize that, you know, there are times when the emotional brain is 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 the most vocal, and there's time when the logical brain is the most vocal. The most powerful of the two is the emotional brain. So, in order for me to always be in tune with the emotional brain and be in harmony with the emotional brain, is understanding that you don't change the emotional brain. You negotiate. You you give rewards to the emotional brain. You try to find ways to make the emotional brain. Um, not think logically because that's not its natural state, but to be able to have the emotional brain feel like it made the decision logically to do certain things. Um, and so the same way this morning that I got up and went to go to the treadmill and went to go work out, my emotional brain, as soon as it starts to feel like this is really good, 
right? I got the window open. It's really nice outside. Got this uh, movie on mute, this independent film I never seen. Got my music playing, some Flying Lotus. I made a great decision to come work out. No, you didn't. But it feels like it did, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Because of my bias towards action. So, yeah. no, nah, I, man, I, I salute you for, 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 and that doesn't surprise me, salute you for constantly jumping into the unknown because uh, when you come back on the other side, there are so many folks that look like you, that identify with you, that uh, are living vicariously through your bravery to do these things, uh, whether it's through your art form, whether it's through just your development as a man. Mm -hmm. um, and your, and I think that's why we almost, you know, we have to have our moments of radio silence to refresh ourselves and recharge sure. ourselves. We need the music. Like, that's what I realized when music plays in my life. If I don't make music... I, I'm not at this point in stage. I'm not, I'm not, I have not reached a level of spiritual maturity to say that without music, I am, I am still, uh, 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 field, yeah. right? I'm still getting there. Music is still a big part of that, but it's going to help me realize one day that, that, that feeling was, it didn't matter what I'd inserted there. I just happened to be my muse at the moment. But I, 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 I realize that, but feeling that is something different. But I salute you for jumping into that because I think we're the examples that uh, all races need to see. Uh, not saying that we're just in these elite people, but we need to, they need to see human beings that are constantly in evolution mode, that are constantly looking for how can I, how can I approve upon these things that I have held so deeply and closely to me and challenge them? Yeah, yeah. It needs to be, it needs to be that way. Yeah, I think it's, um, <clears throat> I can say at this point in my life, like I've, one thing I can definitely share with people, um, and I try to as much as possible, that the different, I've had, I've been super blessed in my life in that I've had very different experiences at very at different parts of my life so i mean extremely i went to college i started a fraternity i you know i've i've rapped in front of thousands of people i've yeah. been on a tour i've put music out i've done a podcast for seven years man so there's all i worked in a juvenile hall Renaissance i man to the fullest <laughs> so i've done but but this is the thing i only say that to to um reiterate the idea that from what i have found Mm -hmm. out there on my safari is that most of the stuff that we're talking about holds consistent in all these things, right? In every level of, of, of our lives, these ideas, these philosophies, these things that need to be built on and things that people need to keep discovering so that we can evolve mm -hmm. as a people. Like I can tell you it, there's something to it. And if I, yeah. if in my humble opinion, if that's all I can say about it is there is definitely something I've taken psychedelics and gotten the same answers. I've right. meditated for right. an hour and gotten the same answers. I've done a fucking, um, a Spartan race, almost oh, killed wow. myself. <laughs> um, it's crazy, but I had to know, like, I yeah. wanted to know, okay, what is going to, is this going to make me feel something different? And it did. Fuck. I learned mm. so much. From yeah. that, and that was all physical, right? There was a lot of physical in, in that, the most yeah. physical I ever had. But I learned as much as that as I learned taking DMT. And all I can say so far is that that's why I'm obsessed with these ideas and these kinds of conversations because mm -hmm. I know now that there is a true universal truth running through all of this, right? Yeah. It's running through all of this. And now I can 
to the point where now, and you know this too, you've worked on these things enough now where you can feel that. You can literally feel that walking into a room. You can walk into a room and go, okay, this is where we're at in this room right now. You know, or you start talking to somebody or, oh, this is where this person is at. I remember that, that feeling that I had. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, that stuff is priceless. It's just priceless. These kind of conversations, these things have been priceless to me. You know, it's, I've said it over and over again. Crappy awesome was my college. This was Mm -hmm. really my college because it's, it's where I learned the most about different people and different thoughts. But what I learned the most about out of all of it was that through line through all of us. There is this through line. I don't know. I'm not advanced enough to see it so clearly in that I can describe it, but I know it's there now. I know mm-hmm. for sure it is there. I've been mm-hmm. to the depths of psychedelia. Yeah. Right. I've, <laughs> I've got, dude, I've the first time I did DMT, I thought I'd kill myself. I, yeah. I literally, wow. I literally was going into my mind going, Oh, okay. You idiot. It, that, this is what you did. What? Re- really good, dude. That's crazy. You did DMT. You killed yourself. Yeah. And and when you come back out of that, there is something that ha- trust. I know now. Like I know now. Yeah. Like oh, if you think you're if you think you're dead, something happens. There is something that happens, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Here's the for me the biggest eye opener and the confirmation too, because I kind of always knew this. It's not over. It doesn't end there. I can no. guarantee you. I no. can guarantee you. I don't know what it is, but this yeah. is not this consciousness is just the tip of the sword. And I feel like if we're going to change and and we see that people genuinely want change and I know that people can genuinely be confused by these times. I I've right. I've been real sensitive to the older generation, right? Because they hear yeah. things like defund the police or get rid of the police, and they they're like, no, oh my God, there's, it's going to be anarchy, and yeah. it, and and I don't see a lot of younger people s- slowing down and going, hold up, hold up, hold up. we got to have these conversations with our elders mm-hmm. to let them know, no, 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 no. It might sound scary, but let me break it down. You know what I mean? Let's take the yeah. and do yeah, that yeah. with love, and that's going to take. Self-development, right? We're going to need people. We're going to need an army of people that are self-developed in order to be able to spread um, things that aren't misinformation that are that, that through that, that thing that goes through all of us, you know? Yeah. And, and this is why I have so much confidence in, and um, not even just the, the, the string that you're talking about that goes Mm -hmm. through all this stuff, but the force that, that connects the two, right? Mm. The forces at the both both ends of both of them, yes. right? If there's like a hand that's holding yep. both of these to string out together, I, you know, I call it God. Somebody might call it the universe. Mm-hmm. I have so much confidence in it that, that I believe that even you saying that, even if that moves one person to have that dialogue with their grandparent, um, that's all a part of the process. Absolutely. I think that their fear, like our elders, their fear, it, yeah. I remember when all of this stuff started first going down and seeing, you know, the elderly that I don't ignore because I, I have so much respect for my grandparents, mm-hmm. but I see how people ignore them. I see how people, you know, pissed off at them. You shouldn't have a license. Well, who else is going to go get them groceries, you know, before Instacart and all of this stuff? And what if it's too expensive? What if they love their independence? What if they value it the same way you value mm-hmm. your ability to leave the house? Um, it has caused us to be more aware 
that, oh, this is not about wearing a mask to protect myself. This is about protecting them as well. Yep. And then it also does expose you to some of the elderly that are hurting so bad, they don't give a F. Yeah. They're not wearing a mask and they're like, I'm yep. already in pain. I'm already yep. in, in debt from, you know, I'm, my, my social security getting ready to run out. I'm not like, I, it shows you the depths of this. And then it shows you some of the elderly that are, they want to live so badly. Hell I seen yeah. a guy at my, my local uh, uh, supermarket that was, um, uh, hand wiping every single one of the products he bought and discla- and discarding the bag before he put them in his back seat. He was wiping every single item. It had to be yeah. like 60 items. Yeah. But that's the 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 length he's willing to go. That's to, willpower. Uh, that's literally that, he's fighting to but, live. And this is what I'm saying yeah. is that that is all necessary. It looks mm-hmm. so messed up from the outside. Like, man, look at the times we're living in. But the other side of that is... um. You kind of like look at that and you say, I pray that I have that much willpower. Oh, yeah. When I get to that level, right? I I pray that I still care about life that much because I'm sure he's seen a lot through his time that he could have through the, through the, through the, uh, you know, put the, he could have put his jersey up and, and let it go a long time ago because there's enough evidence to show him that things are going to progressively get better and worse in certain places. You yeah. can't get away from problems, but he's not. He still is filled of some kind of life that allows him to go and do that. So I think that we have to be exposed to it all. I think that even the folks who are scared, the elderly, like they need to be scared. Mm-hmm. They need to be scared because what it's going to do is, like you said, cause folks like you to open up the dialogue in defense of them. And it's also going to allow them to have a voice of why you are scared. What are you afraid of? Because right. then that will give a young person perspective that says, Never thought about it like that. And I appreciate the wisdom coming from here. But I think all of it's necessary. I think that what's amazing to see now is that, you know, not even a year ago did you see a multitude of races that are banging for Black Lives Matter. Whew. You did not see, yeah. like, like it's amazing. You see more, I, like, I'm looking at some of these protests and I'm seeing hordes and hordes of white people yeah. that are in the audience. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you cannot talk in absolutes about these things. You cannot, you know, I mean, but I think even if you do, they're part of the process as well. Every, that's stoicism. Sure. Everything is in its divine order. But I, I think that I say this and I share this just so that people um, are at some kind of ease with at the end of the day, all you can do is what you're doing in the present moment. That's all you can do. That's all you have control over. And whatever you decide to do was supposed to happen. Whatever you decide to push into, that's exactly what needed to happen, okay? Good or bad, it had to happen. So you're in, you're walking in purpose, no matter what you're doing. Um, but I think that those who are stressing about what they don't have control over, this is why we share these messages, because it's not worth stressing over, um, especially because it's hurting you more than so the people that you're stressing about yeah. or empathizing about. It's hurting you more. Because like I said, the old lady, the old white lady who I walk in Walgreens and she's like, <laughs> she's so apologetic yeah that that empathy is causing some kind of hurt inside of her mm-hmm. and she's taking on an energy i'm not even feeling not because i'm like not i'm disillusioned or because i'm ignoring what's happening in the news or what's happening in society but because i'm a different type of black man yeah right and yeah. there's like so many that exist like me that they show their strength in different ways my strength comes in me having the ability to express my thoughts so fluidly that I do it in the online platform that brings together so many different races. And I have the opportunity to 
have the ear of somebody that may not that have that that probably would not give somebody that looked like me the light of day had they not invested the amount of time they invested with me on my YouTube channel. Maybe that's it. I don't know. All I know is that that's important. I though. was given a, it's, it's important. important. Yeah. I, it's all important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bigger picture is that that's why, you know, if there's any reason why we can't go silent, it's because would we be silent a year ago before all this? Right. If the question, if the answer is no, then the answer should be the same thing. It always is because we're still the same person we are. Ooh. So I think that, that um, it's all necessary. If it's all necessary, you got to continue to do what you do because there's somebody who's relying upon you. Uh, you know, and, and I shouldn't say that because also, you know, you need you, you need to be in the right headspace. And uh, don't don't be afraid of this time. Don't be afraid of the darkness. You gotta go through the dark. You gotta dig through the dirt to get to the treasure. So dig through it, live in it, breathe it, eat it, chew it, spit it out. But you gotta dig through the dirt to get to the treasure. Whatever the treasure represents, freedom, whatever you want to consider that. Uh, this is a necessary period in time. Allow people to be who they are. Allow them to expose themselves. Stop all the cancel culture. Cancel culture don't. Cancel culture doesn't change behavior. It cleans up timelines. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely I'm not here to cancel correct. nobody. Be who you are. Thank you for exposing that to me because now I understand this celebrity that I have put on a pedestal is still a stranger to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you are. I admire what you do. I like the glimpses and the highlights that I have seen, but I still don't know who you are beyond all this. Thank you for exposing that to me because it lets me know that even you have more development to do. And if I ever get to that level, I'll still have more development to do. Money does not just put you on this level of, 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 of Mario star in Mario star perfection where nothing bothers you anymore. Yeah. Right. So uh, I need to see that. I've worked with multi-million dollar companies that didn't have a damn clue what they were doing. And I'm glad I saw that because when I saw that, it lets me know that I don't have to be a genius to make my first million. (laughs) Ooh, bars. Yo, what's going on with, uh, (laughs) what is going on with the, um, the business side of uh, what, what can people, where are you at with, cause you'd mentioned Curtis King beats a little bit. Um, where, where, where's the business side of this? So I'm not selling beats anymore. And, uh-huh. and that brings me the, the ultimate joy. I'm not even working with artists anymore. Um, and, and, you know, no disrespect because mm-hmm. I work with you. Obviously, uh, I just, where I'm at and where I'm heading, um, helping paint the picture for other people, as selfish as it sounds, and maybe that's just how I feel today in June in 2020, um, doesn't drive me anymore. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't like getting into a studio and having someone – First, tell me their vision they want me to paint, but then have me paint it through the the lens of another producer. I want it to be a little bit like this and then a little bit like this person. And then I, you ever heard this song? Hear this song. Now, now give me your best interpretation of that. Even though they don't use those exact words, that's what I feel like I'm doing. And when you get to a place of self-realization where you realize, no, no, I'm enough. And I've been around this long enough to, to, to be confident about saying that, not saying that you need this amount of time, but I'm confident to be me, no matter how odd that may be for an artist. I have so many beats that are my favorite beats that people say no rapper can rap over that. Well, who's to say, and who has the audacity to believe every beat has to be for somebody to rap over? Right. If that was the case, there's a lot of Jay Dilla and Flying Lotus we would never get. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That music, yeah. that music plays a part. And so for me, um, I'm in a place now where I'm realizing my ultimate freedom in making music is arranging the music. 
I love putting the beats together, but the arrangement, the unpredictable nature that sometimes, most times occurs in beat battles, I love that. That thrills me to be able to like mess with your mind and that you're listening to music in 2D and then I do something that opens up the third, third dimension for you. And you're like, yo, what is that? I mess with the timing. I manipulate the timing. That makes you feel like, is this even the same beat? And then we go back to the same beat. Yeah. That experience drives me. And so that being said, uh, business-wise for me now, it's just a sound designer. Right. Because what other field, I mean, I have not found another field that allows me to just let my creativity run free and producers want to pay for that. They yeah. want me to be crazy and make a drum tom loop that leads their beat into the first kick. Or they want me to create a drum loop that helps them because drums are not their strongest suit. They want these melodic loops by this track, uh, classically trained piano player that I work with named Aaron Barber. Or they want, you know, these uh, crazy MIDI files from Oh Gosh Leotis, who's the co-founder of Slap Experts, which yeah. is my main main business. Um, you know, that drives everything else for me. And it's not even about the money, but the money's been good because yeah. it's not about the money. So business-wise, sound design is one aspect of that. Selling beats is no longer that because now I make beats as a hobby. Is there an, um, is there is there still an artist component that's alive right now for you? I think it's always alive. I was mm -hmm. thinking about this the other day um, when I was cleaning up. I was like, man, I, I, I'm like... I want to make a song. Mm -hmm. I want to make a song. I'm feeling, feeling moved to it. I just think that I have to allow time to reveal itself to me. Gotcha. And the more time that passes, I inevitably end up getting to the things that people like you, you see it. You have a gift for this. You see it a year in advance. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're done with music, Curtis. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And then I'll make an <laughs> album the next year. You've done this to me, right? Yeah. Uh, my buddy Epic, he's done the same thing to me. And so, what I realize about myself is that not that I'm not listening to you guys, but I have to let time reveal itself to my to myself. And when I when I feel it, it's undeniable, and I won't go any other direction except for to accomplish it. So right now, I'm in a place where it's just like um, I'm happy just with creating, um, and it makes me so makes me look forward to the day that I can get back and all the social distancing as a different place and I can get oh gosh back in the studio because I've been adhering to all that stuff. Um, you know, I've been working with the homie Ray with the videographer, but I haven't been able to get him in here. Shout out so to it's Ray. allowed me to like, yeah, shout out to Ray. It's allowed me to, you know, do things like, like, um, I got the, uh, I got this camera set up, you know, here for, for DSLR streaming. And I got that so I can do everything through OBS and not worry about editing. Like I have an automated system in here that was only created by these moments. And because of that, it's allowing me to free other parts of my brain, including the artist part and not feel a pressure to, oh my God, I got to release a song because my stream numbers are going down or, oh my God, this last song didn't get as many. Like I was so obsessed about the stats that i Fun just got lost in all of that, and I, yeah. I wasn't having fun with it. Now, if I make music, it's because I really, really just enjoy the process, and I love putting it together. But uh, as of right now, making beats is that's just been keeping a smile on my face. Like even today, um, I start a series in which I get to get back to my basics of sampling. Um, I'm going to call it a chopaganda. <laughs> um, uh, where I'm basically pushing the propaganda of, of sample-based hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, Chopaganda is going to be uh, uh, hosted by Tracklib, who uh, obviously has access to all these different 
uh, uh, catalogs of music, unreleased Isaac Hayes and, uh, you know, a lot of different uh crazy uh rare bands and uh, uh you know you're gonna singers. get to play with all this they they, they give me the green light because basically it's an opportunity for me That's to be a crazy. partner you see but you see how everything comes full yeah. circle like That's like awesome. i started off as a sample based awesome. producer and now here i am in 2020 and i get an opportunity to teach a generation of producers who were uh uh who were afraid of sampling because of all the issues, the legality stuff that comes with it, and because they just never had anybody teach them the art of sampling, yeah. or they never seen an example of it from somebody who really does it. And now I get to teach this again after not having access to this for years or not doing it for years, and they're sponsoring it. And now my YouTube won't get flagged and all that. Stuff. Like it's just, it's beautiful, man. So so now I'm doing this every Saturday. I finally get to do what I love, get in my flow state, not worry about what nobody thinks, and then. You know, same way as Reverie, shout out to Reverie, uh, who was definitely a, an amazing success story here uh, on our coast, not just as a West Coast artist, but also just as a woman in this industry, as yeah. the future of what this looks like. But what she said about posting and forgetting, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's, if more of us took that on yeah. and stopped worrying about the numbers and hyper-focusing on, well, you know, where's the trend going? If, if all of that, if we did less of that, we'd be so much happier. And being happy in this is so underrated. But when we're happy, we make the most solid decisions for the long term. Because if you're concerned about views today and you plan on having a 15-year career, how many more pieces of content do you think you're going to drop? <laughs> You sure you want to focus it right now in year four? Right. You got 16 more to go? That's so, no, nah, I all of this stuff, man, it's just, I love now. I understand what they say, stay in the moment. I thought it was just this goofy, wishy-washy Hallmark shit. Right. Now I realize, no, that's a way of life. That's the only way of life. It is the only way of life. For me, it has to be. For for all of us, it has to be. Uh, but I think we have to understand the value of the moment. But the moment lets you know, like, Staying in a moment is literally how you become a grateful person if you're not grateful. If you feel like you're not grateful for what you have, stay in a moment. Because what you realize is that, Doc, I will never get this second back again. That's right. I have everything right here. No matter how shitty it is, I'll never have this level of shitty before ever again like this. This In this moment. Better do something with it. Dude, and you also gave me, um, as you always fucking do, um, <laughs> Curtis King. It's all necessary. That's the title of this. It's this, all necessary. Th- that's the title of this episode. Dude, thank you so much, man, for doing this. No um, we uh, obviously, yeah, two, <laughs> two hours and 33 minutes. Not bad. At, at this point, we just turned the camera on and had a conversation. Yeah. I, at this point, that's all we got to call it. It's like, hey, Curtis, man, you just want to talk? I'm like, yeah, let's talk. All hey, bro. All right, let's do it. I will tell you this right now. <laughs> now that I'm doing this, anytime you want to do that, let's do it. All right, for sure. Um, now, this is this is therapeutic for me, too. So I, I genuinely mean that when I say I appreciate uh, your platform. I appreciate you being, um, you allowing me to share these thoughts on your platform because this is your platform at the end of the day. You want a team. Um, I, I appreciate you all because uh you don't have to you don't have to give me that you know at the end of the day beginning you met me just as an artist as a local artist local producer that was doing some things that you know whatever whatever that was uh but i appreciate you always uh tapping in with me and 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 also too like reminding me of my my evolution because i think that easily gets lost in being in the moment you forget you forget sometimes you gotta look at the scoreboard to know 
Yeah, uh, you put up some points. You good? It's good. <laughs> yeah, you definitely good, man. And um, dude, best of luck on everything that's coming up, um, man. I hope to see you in person soon. You know, we'll we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out. It, yeah. It's we here. Either way, we got this. So we we got a lot of, a lot to play with, man. So absolutely. Dude, thank you once again. Um, guys, if you're listening to this Always. on uh, Spotify, tune in. Um, you can also watch a version of this over on YouTube. It'll be up uh, Sunday, I believe, which is tomorrow if you're listening to this because the audio is coming out today. Um, and Or you can go to uh, IGTV. I'm going to upload it in pieces. You have to wait for that a little <laughs> bit. <'cause> <laughs> now my rendering – I'll be here rendering all day thanks to Curtis now. Um, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but dude, my bad. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Go over to platformcollection.com. You can type in Curtis King two S's at the top in the search, and it'll bring up all his past stuff, um, pretty much everything that he's done, and um, and these and the past podcasts that you hear us refer to, they're always up. So go there too, check for that, um, dude. Thank you, man. Uh, let's do this again soon. Let's not yeah, wait wait good. as long. Um, like I said, I'm always open. You're up at 1 in the morning. We might do a crappy awesome episode. <laughs> let's run it. I don't know. My wife's going to feel about it, but let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll All talk good, to you bro. soon. You take it easy. Thank yep. you so much. And that was Curtis King, man. Um, what can I say about Kurt? Great friend of mine. Um, yeah, man. Just tons of development. It's awesome to meet people who develop so much. Um, but yeah, shout to Curtis King. Follow him, Curtis King, two S's uh, on Instagram. And I'm sure you'll find everything else there. Slap Experts is the name of his company. Go there if you're a producer, download all his goodness. He's got uh, uh, packs on packs on packs of uh, amazing stuff. So go there, um, Slap Experts. And we'll see you guys next time, man. Crappy awesome. Thank you guys so much. Please stay safe out there. And uh, I love you all. I love you all. See you guys next time. She said she got the hands. I still ain't figured this out. She said he got the cue. I still ain't figured this out, man.